Well, and that's the problem with video games in general, right? Is sometimes you're like, oh man, I got so much value out of this game mm-hmm. and I robbed them. Yeah. You know, like I paid like $20 and I played the game for a hundred hours, but then sometimes you buy a game for $60 and then you think to yourself, I got fucked. This game sucks. Yeah. I have, I have a different comparison um, uh, to make in a similar thing because recently I purchased for $10.80 the Taco Bell Taco Pass. Mm, yeah, you robbed them. Mm. Would you guys like to know the final tally? Oh, dear God. I would. Sure. Uh, don't just don't downplay this. Yes, we would like to know. Thank 24. You, Bob. Share with us. 24 Doritos Locos Tacos mm-hmm. that were with the Taco Pass. Uh, one breakfast taco with the taco pass. Two additional Doritos Loco tacos with other promotions. One breakfast taco with another promotion. One chips and queso with another promotion. And then a grand total of $28.45 spent in other purchases at Taco Bell in that time period. Um, which was the one like the one night we there were a few nights, about yeah, a where couple I was things. like, hey, you know, get me a quesadilla. Which was the point of that pass is to get you to go to that's Taco what I Bell said. The whole point is to money. get you to come in, get your taco, and then order more so, because one taco was never going to be enough. So, if I add, when you do all the math, the total amount of money I spent in that thirty day period was thirty nine dollars and twenty five cents. Mm-hmm. The menu value of all of those items mm-hmm. was $84.50. Stole. Stole from America. I stole $45.25 from Taco Bell. How very punk of you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guests, Embarrassed wife, Erica. You know, Alex, you ask for a commitment to a bit. Joe Dean, Beatty enthusiast. Why are we? Yeah, you got to start doing my intro. You're banned. You don't get to do it anymore. <laughs> Alex it gets over. it. He's even doing it in the text messages, which I appreciate. We're going to get news this week. Mm, Animated oh no. movie news. For The Witcher? I'm assuming Cavill won't be voicing. Um, we don't know actually, because well, no one knows when the the uh, when it was uh, done. Voice recordings were done because it's like. So this may be the secret final Cavill Witcher project. Uh, I'm personally hoping he's not in it because it's just kind of like we need that. You need the break. It needs to be done. Well, also, honestly, if you're doing an animated movie, go out and just. Hire a voice cast of people who know how to do that work. Because it is a completely different skill set. Yes. Get Matt Mercer. He can do all the voices. Oh, he can do every voice. Except for Joey. Yeah, he's Joey in still everything. needs to do his voice. Um, Matt Mercer manages to find his way into everything. Like literally everything. Yeah. He's in the new, uh, he's going to be Vincent Valentine in the next uh, Final Fantasy game. I heard that. He was in uh, Legend of Zelda. He was. That's scared. one of those games you'll never play. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I was joking about it on the Discord server. I'm like, he yeah, was who in Matt Zelda? Mercer. 
he was Ganon. Oh, that's right. That's one. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, yeah, he shows up like fucking everywhere. It's yeah, just, he's in it's, everything. It's insane. Well, it's he, funny when you hear him and stuff because I'm always like, that's McCree because I hear him in the most. That's what I hear the most. Right. Sorry, Cassidy. I forget that they so changed his stupid. name. Ooh, thanks, guys. That fixed everything. <laughs> I've no one. I don't hear anyone call him Cassidy to this day. First of all, Jesse McCree great is name. just a great cowboy name. It's a great name. It's much better than Cole Cassidy. Cole Cassidy isn't terrible. But Jesse McCree Jesse is. McCree that's, is just better. That's top tier cowboy name. I would agree. You disagree, so. Bob? No. Just don't care. Don't no, care. not really. Okay. So if we get any kind of a trailer, I'm going to be insufferable for the weekend. So I hope that's just prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to be insufferable no matter what we get. So, mm-hmm. but you you should be used to this mm-hmm. by now. This this has been years now. Interesting. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Hey, mm-hmm. speaking speaking of Overwatch, <laughs> I'm gonna just crank that insufferability up to like 15 now, <laughs> just because of that. Speaking of Overwatch, if you ever wonder, not that we really do, nah. why all these games heavily monetize their skins and so on and so forth, because they like um, money. There's Overwatch right now is doing a crossover with some like K-pop group, Les Seraphim or something. I think you mentioned this last Did I? time. Well, yeah. what's funny is it just came out like a couple, like maybe a week ago. So I definitely didn't mention this on the last podcast, but um, immediately Overwatch, the skins come out that day. Overwatch shoots to like top five of the Steam sales charts, like boom. It's just you those know, K-pop stands, man. If you like money, yeah, money, 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 money. It's a, I keep thinking. I just have to, I just have to build one like catchy mobile game. Catchy mobile game. Uh, we need to find a way to dupe some rubes into giving us money. Something, Bob. I think Bob writes the game. You do the art, Erica. Of course, it has to be lewd because if it's a gotcha game, I mean. Need those big titties. Yeah, that's just that's, that's a no brainer. That's important. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at what makes money, <laughs> you just got the big whiteboard. Gotcha. If you, if you, number if you, one, big titties. Yeah, <laughs> I think that is at the top. I think actually it's not at the top because it's unspoken. It's just understood. Nah, they got it up there. They're like, we all know what we're doing here. Let's just throw it up. That's like sometimes people use the argument. I think this is funny. Where you'll have a certain game franchise. And they'll the franchise will be known for certain types of female character designs. And the, the argument the chuds will use is, uh, well, look, there's like 10 women that work on that game and they design their characters the same way. And I think to myself, yeah, because they know what game they're working on. Right. Like you don't come in right. about a game with big titty waifus and start designing a bunch of dudes with a bunch of clothing on. Well, That's I mean, they not do, the way it works. They do have to breathe through their skin, Alex. It's very important. If the clothes, if they have too much clothes, they're going to suffocate and die. That's fair. So you got to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. That was the greatest thing in the history of the universe. <laughs> that was amazing. I think... <laughs> um, like, okay, Kojima, sure. You know what? I'll give that one to you, buddy. That's great. I think I saw there's a little quote the other day I saw from whoever voiced that character quiet 
And she was basically just talking about when she first came in to do the character and they were kind of describing the character to her and yada yada. And she was like, well, it is what it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you, they're talking to you and you're just looking at them like, did you just fucking say what I think you just fucking said? I mean, you're giving me a paycheck. So. And that's what I think it comes down to. You're paying right. me. Yeah, I, I will do this work for you, but. Oh, and also, it's like, a lot of these jobs for women, like voice acting work in anime or video games, that's just going to be a lot of the characters. So right. you're going to have a hard time getting jobs if you are going in there like, well, I can't voice this one with the cleavage because you've just eliminated like 80% of right. your potential work. 80? 99? <laughs> you're just done. Yeah, maybe. You all right over there, Chach? Mm-hmm. You look he's, a little tired. Struggling. I'm good. You on the struggle bus a little bit? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. What do you got? What topics you got? I, I've I've got actually nothing. Oh boy. Uh oh. <laughs> so it's gonna end up being a five hour show. Mm-hmm. We were. I feel like we were chatting about stuff on text messaging. Oh yeah, week. I've got I've got stuff. I've got stuff, Erica. Okay. How about DoorDash? DoorDash. Telling you. Ah uh, yes. Now I saw this a while before you had sent it to me, and I've actually forgot to bring it up on the podcast. So I'm glad you mentioned it. But yes, DoorDash has now implemented a warning, as far as I've read. I don't use DoorDash, so I can't say I've experienced it. But they've implemented a warning that if you don't tip, your service might be bad. And I have a problem in the sense that I do not believe in anything in pre-tipping. That's bullshit. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And now I understand this is a potential big issue for drivers because if you accept an order that you're going to pick up and deliver and then someone just decides not to tip you, well, you kind of got fucked. You probably didn't make any money or you made nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the other hand, why? And first of all, it's like, I don't even know what percentage you should be tipping on a DoorDash type thing. I don't think you probably even should tip a percentage. It should probably just be like here's five I bucks or something. Because I in you're general not... do if I'm ordering delivery, I do a flat. Yeah, yeah. it's like four or five bucks or something. Like yeah. like if I'm ordering a pizza, I'm not giving you a percentage. Here's like here's like three, four, five dollars, whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. go ahead on your way. Like right. and that's again assuming you did a good job. I'm not pre-tipping you. I'm not going to pre-tip and then my food shows up three hours later. That doesn't work that way. Right. Now, but I understand, again, from a driver's perspective, it's a big risk to take an order and they, like, maybe they'll say in the notes, like, oh, I'll tip you when you get here. And then you get there and they don't tip you and, and you, you just got stiffed. fucked. Right. And I'm sure a lot of people would do scumbag shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. But then again, I wouldn't use DoorDash. But there's a lot of assholes out there that yeah. are definitely doing that. Well, it just goes to it's the, the, the DoorDash is pushing the onus on paying the employees onto the people ordering right. the food. So when it's like, well, actually, you should be paying your employees a living wage. That shouldn't be my responsibility mm-hmm. as the person ordering something. Well, I, what, I, what I find with... Um, with with delivery in particular is it just doesn't matter how much you tip like the service you get could be literally anything well and honestly whenever like the place that i order from the most these days is that the wing thing 
It's just swings. Because it's cheap, it's right. fast, and everything else is like at least twenty dollars more expensive. Also, it's like three minutes from your home. Two seconds away, and it's good. It's tasty. And I always select the option, leave it outside my door, because I don't want to talk to anybody. So I'm not really, the only service I'm getting is you're bringing my food over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as long as you're doing that. Right. I just, uh, it's like in a situation like that, I would prefer not having a tip on the credit card. And then when they deliver it, here's your whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, like, pre-tipping the order, I just don't like it because what if they what if take an hour to sure. get it to you? What if they screw it up and don't bring you the right food or something? Now you tip them for bad service. Well, and then you what you'll do is you'll file a complaint with DoorDash, and DoorDash will be like, oh, well, here's a credit. Well, I don't want a credit. I want my food. I want my and food. And I want it hot. Yes. And that's the, and that's the other problem, right, is... I don't I haven't done DoorDash. I don't know exactly how it works, but I kind of assume if you're doing DoorDash, maybe you try to pick up multiple things and deliver them at the same time to maximize your profits rather than just leaving your house to pick up one thing. I mean, maybe the people do that. I'm sure they do, but you know, what if they take their sweet time? What if something happened and all of a sudden you're it's just wings that you could have got on your own in five minutes takes 30 minutes to get to you and it's ice cold. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. then you're mad. Right. Well, uh, and I think it's, it's this tipping thing is more for, I think it's going to affect things more in like a downtown Chicago on Manhattan where it's more densely populated right. and it's, yeah, if you, you tip me more, I'm going to prioritize your food over the guy who is saying, Oh, maybe I'll give you a couple bucks when I see you. Yeah. Well, and again, there's a lot of people out there who would just screw the delivery guy. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. The DoorDash stuff is tough because it's tipping's tough in general because ideally, of course, DoorDash would just pay these people more money and we could just eliminate tips. Like, I would just prefer to not have tipping be involved mm-hmm. in something like that. But I also understand, realistically, that's never going to happen. So Right. Well, it's just why I'm just not really ordering delivery anymore the only delivery i ever order is pizza well especially because anymore like you you go to look for something and then you're gonna have a five dollar delivery charge and then you're supposed to tip on top of that well and a lot of times stuff is more expensive on those apps Mm -hmm. because the restaurant has to pay to use the service right i don't know it's I just know there's some stuff that I've gone on there, like I've wanted to order Indian. Like, oh, I'd like some, you know, chicken tikka masala, mm-hmm. some samosas, maybe some naan. You look at doing that and it's like $80, $90 for like a meal for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm absolutely not doing that. It's I, just not happening. I mean, it, it's good motivation to. Right. Just don't order out. Not ordering right, out right. because we shouldn't be doing that really anyways. But um, except for rare occasions. But in and, and that's where it's going to drive the market to the point of is like people are not going to just continue to pay ridiculous amounts of money for takeout all the time. No, I think some people still will. Some people will, but I mean, but it's another example of like ooh disruptors that came in and were like oh, we're going to make this easier and cheaper and better, and then it just ballooned the prices. Before anyway. they got into the delivery aspect of it, 
the service that your Grubhub's gave was actually really nice. But then the delivery gig economy got involved and really ruined. Wait, the I don't. Service. What was Grubhub before they did delivery? It was the sir. You would use it to order your food, but delivery would still be handled by the restaurant. I see. They still had a guy, not like yeah. these this random fleet of. Well, and ideally, that should be the way it is. Is the the restaurant should be doing the delivery because then if something happens, you have a direct of line of blame right. that you can go down. Oh yeah. Well, and that's my that's my probably my biggest issue with it is and this is why i just will not use doordash unless i get tricked which is what happened with it's just wings. get tricked well this is what happened with it's just wings like i went to order food i went to like use the app which i'd used in the past their app their app Mm -hmm. and i logged in they're like oh yeah you can't use the app anymore you have to go through doordash and at that point in time we had decided we're having it's just wings. Wings are happening, sure. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll order through DoorDash, but I'm not. I'm gonna remember this, and next time I'll just go pick it up. Um, and it's yeah. Once they got because the like, I the economics of it kind of makes sense in an area where you know you have you you don't have as much uh, density as a downtown area, for example, like. Having drivers who can hit multiple restaurants makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But the problem comes back to when they make a mistake, the restaurant wipes their hands of it. And that's good. For, they like that. But that just pisses me off. Because, you know, if 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 you order delivery from a pizza joint and their driver brings it to you and they fuck up, you call in. They're sending that driver back out. Yeah, with nope, your soda. With your forgot. soda, that and they're not going to get tipped for bringing out another soda. So they're they're punished for that. Yeah. So that's why that service is better. It doesn't matter how much you tip DoorDash people; they don't care either, because DoorDash is like DoorDash oh, is a big old shrug, shit, right? You know. Right. So, um, I just, I just, I'm just not going to use the service. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's why, like I said, I only order delivery from pizza places around here because they use their own people. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if there's a problem or something happens or I get the wrong food, I can look at the driver and I could say, this is wrong and you need to fix this. Like, I don't care. Call up your boss, figure it out. Right. This is wrong. I'm not taking this food. Whereas if you do it DoorDash, the guy's going to say, well, good fucking luck, buddy. Yep, you know, right? He's gonna say, you know, call the call, call DoorDash or right. you fill yeah. out the form because you can't even actually call anyone. Well, because if you have to talk to but, somebody, you got to pay that person, and we can't have that. But yeah, profits, Bob. We have to maximize our even, profits. Even even Ken in Pakistan needs to be paid a little bit. <laughs> but they're not. Does even, he? It's not. You know, and they talk about oh, it's good. It gives people. They're not even good jobs. It's shit house jobs. It doesn't come with insurance. No, it's a shitty, shitty you're job. Putting, you're, you're putting wear that and tear. That might give you enough to like get by. Well, and you're putting wear and tear on your car. Right. And that's a thing that people don't think about, though. Right. 
So yeah, you get stuck in that gig economy and then it's just kind of like, and what real experience are you getting for anything? Right. So if you did want to convert to like an office job or something, it's like, oh, well, I, I did delivery driving for a while. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a get by job. Yeah. You know, it's, it's or a little extra on the top job. Right. So it's, I just, I just, and, and, but that's how they sell that shit about everything until it's like, oh no, then people start making it their full time. Yeah. That's how fucking Airbnb was supposed to. Oh, it's just, you know, if you have a house, a little room in your house, you need a little extra money. Oh, Uber. You're just going to do, you can just drive at night and you just kind of pick up shifts whenever and it's fine. Yep. Well, in Airbnb, I can at least see that, you know, if you have a house with a lot of unused rooms, maybe there is some appeal to that. Maybe, maybe some people like to have the interaction of someone coming and staying with them for a couple days and they get to make some money off of it. You know, I think some people like that. Um, it wouldn't be my thing. No, not at all. But what ended up happening is you had a bunch of like venture capitalists just come in and buy up a whole bunch of properties. Yeah. And be like, oh, okay, this is just like how I'm going to make my money now. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to jack up the prices so high that it's like, okay, why am I going to stay there when I could just stay in a hotel and not have to worry about cleaning well, fees? And and the the interesting thing about that is. When when you start taking it's even even when you're not dealing with like people who buy up lots of properties to make it all Airbnb because theoretically those people have a little bit more business sense. But when when you're talking about maybe I said theoretically maybe some of them, but I think a lot of it is just rich dude bros being like oh, and I don't think you can do it in New York anymore. I don't know. I'm sure it still happens, but oh sure, but, but yeah, New York. Anyway, anyway, anyways, anyways the point the point I'm getting to is recently Airbnb CEO made a statement that um, you know they they want their hosts what they call them to charge less money because they're they're charging rates that are not competitive with hotels in the area, so. It's like you can't sell your rooms because you're charging as much or more than a hotel that has other perks. And I think people get into this gig economy bullshit thinking it without the business sense for the industry that they're getting into. You know, so you if you're going to open a bed and breakfast, for example, uh, you know, properly licensed and all the other stuff you're going to know information about where other people can stay in your vicinity. You should be doing that due diligence. Right. Your DD. Your DD. Um, And I think a lot of these people who are putting something up on Airbnb are not. No. Are doing anything like that. And then maybe they make a little bit of money and maybe they, they like work up another room or they go buy another property without thinking it through and now they have this liability um that they're working with and you know it's it's they're not making money or not making as much money as they could they're not serving their customers very well because they don't they didn't. They way underestimated how much effort goes into it. Um, you know, it, it like 
how many every I I everybody I know who uses Airbnb regularly has a horror story. You know, I've had bad hotel stays, but I've known they were going to be bad hotel stays. I knew that shady fucking hotel on in Connecticut was bad, but I just needed a place to put my head. Like Connecticut? Yeah. Where the fuck was this? When uh, we went to uh, Hike Mount Washington. Oh, okay. Driving okay. up from Philly. Okay. I was like, when the fuck were you in Connecticut? Well, I think to your point, especially if you're just looking for one room, if getting one room at an Airbnb is more expensive than getting one room at just like your run of the mill, whatever hotel, like a Sheridan or a. Hilton I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever, exactly. If the Airbnb is more expensive, why? Yep. Why would I do that? This doesn't make any sense. Well, people I, haven't been. That's the thing. And, and yeah. I could I could see the appeal of, like, you're going somewhere for a week with your family, and you want an Airbnb like a home. You want a kitchen. You right, want laundry. You, exactly. Yeah. You, there's a pool, Living whatever. Room. Right. Like, I understand. And maybe you even pay a little bit of a premium for that just to have, like, hey, this is our house for the week. Well, you're renting a whole house. So I would right. expect it to be a little bit more expensive. Of course, exactly. Um, but I, I see the appeal of that, and I would maybe even expect to pay a premium. But if you're just trying to rent one room, and that one room at a random person's home, you don't know what the hell you're walking into either, is more expensive than a hotel where you kind of know what you're going to get generally, unless you just have an awful time. Mm -hmm. That just doesn't, that just doesn't make any sense. Well, we had one, it was, you were taking, well, it was with my parents actually. So of course it went wrong. I was taking Izzy back because you had to work, I think for Mm -hmm. her. uh, It was a year checkup after her surgery. So we drove out to Columbus and we were just going to stay the night. And I get there, and the code the guy gave me does not work for the door. I have an infant, I have a one-year-old losing her mind because she's got a full diaper, it's a thousand degrees outside, and my mother and my father standing behind me. <laughs> I'm trying to get a hold of this guy, he's not answering his phone, and finally I'm just like, listen, I need a refund, I'm gonna just book a a room at the, the courtyard downtown. Right. And he did give me my money back. But I was just like, dude, what the fuck? Well, how do you not even know? Th- how do you get the code wrong? Well, like, then he's got- like, he messaged me. He's like, oh, this is the code. I'm like, I'm not there anymore. Like, like, no, I need my, you need to give me my money back. I yeah. need a refund. You had one chance. Yeah. You blew it. Mm-hmm. And I got a two bedroom for one night at the uh, Staybridge Suites or whatever the fuck downtown for a comparable price. I think a little bit more because we got two bedrooms. Because I was just like, if we're going to be here overnight with a, a baby, like we need the, yeah, you need the area to eat and the sitting room for TV and then the bedroom here and the bedroom there. It's like, I'm not us all sitting in one room overnight. Sounds terrible. Oh, you so, didn't want to do that? No. With your parents? I did make them watch AEW though, because it was a Wednesday. <laughs> and I was like, do you mind if I put this on? And they were like, yeah, we don't care. It's better than CNN or whatever. <laughs> well, got to have the news on constantly. Constantly. No. Constantly. No. Every time I go over there, it's like, what, why, for why, for whom, how is this helping just to, things? Just to make yourself mad. Right. <sighs> but no, yeah. We're like, nah. We're going to watch uh, Kenny Omega and Friends. Kenny Omega, the Bucks and Friends. That's what we're doing this evening. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Is there any wrestling news? When is Full Gear? Isn't that coming up? 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like they had like a swath of pay-per-views there. Yeah. I'm I know not, War Games, not War not Games, really Survivor know. Series is coming up for WWE. Sur- Survivor Series is coming up here in Chicago, and oh, it's, there's it? going to be a War Games match. Oh, yeah? Nice. Are they just, do they just do that in Chicago now? Is it the uh, Chicago pay-per-view every year? I don't know. I don't, I really don't, I guess I don't track the locations that closely to know for sure, but maybe. Because I feel like it was here, like they did a whole big weekend with like NXT, like maybe four or five years ago. I don't know who, who can, time and space has no meaning anymore. And I don't pay close enough attention to, to know. But yeah, I thought that AEW does a November pay-per-view too, but. I'm sure they do. It seems like they're kind of shifting to a one month or every other month format or something like that for pay-per-views. I do still think one a month is too much. I, yeah. I liked their quarterly thing. I thought that really worked well. But Yeah, I think every month devalues pay-per-views a little bit, but if you can get people to buy them at the same rate or even nearly the same rate That's for that thing. amount of money, then right? it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I, like I said, I'm not really sure how often they're having pay-per-views, but I know something, something's definitely coming up soon, like full gear, like you talked about, because I know there's some storyline going on where that's where Sting made his debut and he wants to have his final match. Oh, is um, he? He he's says, yeah, it up. I think he's done. How, he's um, like very old, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's like 90. Um, but you just Sting. don't, you just don't, you just don't know because he's behind the face paint. Sting, Christian, Sting. <laughs> what am I looking? Full gear. Um, but yeah, they're doing some sort of retirement match where it's going to be Sting, Darby, and Edge versus uh, Christian, um, Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus, and uh, Hook? no, not uh, other... Buddy Buddy Wayne's kid. Um, the the damn. little yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy. November eighteenth. Who... Okay, yeah. So that's like a week and a half away or something, basically. MJF-VJ yeah, White. That'll mm, be a fun That'll match. probably be a great match. Gats. Yeah, I heard um, MJF and Kenny Omega had like an incredible match on a collision recently. I heard about that too. Yeah, Sting, mm. Darby, Allen, Darby Allen words. With Ric Flair? Yeah, Ric Flair's around again. Sure. Orange Cassidy versus Johnny Moxley. That'll be a fun match. <laughs> We're doing Hangman versus Swerve Strickland again. Ooh, that would probably be great. That's gonna, that was a great match. It was great. That, that was, was one of the better of things on that show. Ooh, MJF is pulling double duty. Oh, they're probably still defending those ROH defending tag the, titles. Yeah, the tag titles and then, uh, yeah, for the AEW championship. It's um, a solid card. You actually get some ladies on there. Hikaru Shida versus uh, Tony Storm. Yeah, Tony Storm's on fire lately with that whole uh, old-timey star losing her mind gimmick that she's doing. Right, that's fun. It is fun. Um, Hey, in uh, more video game news, bad news coming out of Washington this past week where Bungie laid off 10% of their staff. <laughs> and then a bunch of other news started coming out surrounding that, Ooh, which was... And by the way, ten percent of Bungie's staff is about a hundred people. So I mean, they laid off a lot. No, that's of people. a solid chunk. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind, this is off. This is on the heels of being bought by Sony recently, and that's done. I mean, they own them. That and, happened a while ago, didn't it? Yeah, but that I'm just saying, it's completed. Like, yeah, 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 they yeah, own yeah, yeah. Them. Um, and and I don't 
and it's like Bungie was clear to you know their executives were clear to the employees this was not Sony telling us you need to cut staff this is things are bad and basically the information is among other things is they missed their projected revenue by like 45 percent this year so they weren't even in the stratosphere yeah no that's <laughs> uh know? that's a big old swing and a miss and, and i think there's multiple reasons but one i don't know if this is one of these tech companies that way ramped up for covid times where like everyone was doing more things at home sure i don't know if that's what it was um i do know that their latest major expansion lest uh destiny 2 lightfall was not well received oh yeah um like people were just very let down and i think the expansion itself did fine sales wise but you know they're about more than just that right they're about the microtransactions the skins oh the that's DLCs, the bread and butter right, right, da, right, da, right. Da. and i'm sure when people stop playing your game well you're gonna sell less microtransactions right. that just you know that follows pretty logically and I think that's probably where they got hit. Um, and then, of course, just also that like Destiny's been around for ten years, and they haven't really done much to reinvent the wheel or change things up or tweak things in a long time. Right. And I think that's you know for me, I'm burned out. I mean, I've been burned out for a long time. Right. Yeah, um, you haven't really talked about Destiny in a while. No, yeah. people are moving on. And, and, and again, like this is one of these things where the best thing Destiny has going for it is they really have no competition in that like looter shooter space, um, which has always kind of been their saving grace, even when because Destiny has had a lot of like ups and downs. hard times sure. and ups and downs and, you hard know, times. hard times, daddy and under delivering, especially when Destiny 2 first released, like there was just it was like, oh, this is bad, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And I stopped playing like shortly after Destiny 2 first released because it was it was bad and a lot of people did. Um, but anyways, it's like I don't need to break down the whole game, but it's, you know, not good. <laughs> and it was also kind of caused, you know, because what happens, of course, is when you lay off a bunch of people, all the bad blood starts coming out and the politics of the company and everything. And you the have dirty all, laundry is right. Aaron. And you, you have a lot one thing that I thought was interesting is um, there was a lot of stuff coming out, whether it's through, um, what is it, Glassdoor, where employees leave reviews yeah. on companies. It was coming out through that or just being like stuff being said to like Jason Schreier, who's a well-known gaming journalist. Basically, like, you know, everything isn't like Bungie tries to paint a picture like we're the good guys we're the nice guys of the gaming industry it's awesome to work here and yes. they've they've had a great image you know sure. because they had halo destiny's been a big success they just got bought by sony and you know there's a lot of interesting stuff coming out now one of them being and this is like really scummy which is that people were like a lot of people were saying the worst day to work at bungie is the day before your shares vest in the company because they will fire you Lovely. to keep that from happening. Real nice. If they don't think like you're going to be here long term, the moment that day comes up, you're out of here. Nice. <laughs> and that's like, and so like, you had a lot of people saying like, that's the scariest day to work there. Oh, for sure. Um, And just like, it was, you know, it was interesting because they were saying if we were like, 
the stuff that was coming out from internally there is if they were still independent, they missed their mark by so much. Um, well, they would have been fucked. They would have been in big trouble. Yeah. And it was interesting because now people are finding other stuff like, you know, when Microsoft had all those FCC or FTC documents leak. Mm-hmm. And they were, of course, like targeting buying every single company in the gaming industry. Right. And one of the things that one of the reasons they were saying not to buy Bungie when they were writing up all these documents internally is Bungie burns through cash. Like mm-hmm. they're just they're they're spending money like crazy to fund Bungie's Destiny's development. And like they're just one year away like this from being from being fucked. Hmm. And you know, I just think it's kind of funny when you go back and you start comparing purchases and the one that kind of blows my mind. And I think we're going to be looking back a few decades from now thinking Microsoft stole Bethesda, which is that Sony paid like four billion dollars for Bungie, which is just destiny. That's it. Four billion dollars. And the, with a B. And the mindset was. Billion. And the mindset was maybe Sony is buying them on the, not only just for Bungie, but also for their expertise and running a live service game because Sony's trying to get more live service games going. Sure. That's an absurd amount of money for Bungie. And what's funny is if you compare it to Bethesda, what Microsoft, Bethesda? Microsoft bought Bethesda, I think, for like $7 billion, And you realize like they paid $7 billion for like Elder Scrolls fallout doom all the id brands all the bethesda brands yeah seven billion and just those brands alone are worth a shitload of money and that doesn't even take into account all the people they brought in the development studios right so i think we're going to be looking back in like you know 10 years like holy shit now by then of course microsoft will probably have run bethesda into the ground right but just grabbing up all that IP for that amount of money is probably going to look like a steal down the road. Four billion dollars. Billion dollars. Just, for bun- just for Destiny. Just for Bungie. How much did Disney pay for Star Wars? Four? Was it four? Was it four? That was a crazy steal. That was like that was like you robbed every bank. Well, and then they were ready to, to run it into the ground, and everyone was kind of like... Yeah, you know what? I think we're okay. <laughs> well, my my theory on the Disney sale is that um you know, George Lucas was like a huge believer in the end of the world 2012 shit. And I I, I know this, but it it it's it I can't help but like get that like every time. So, I feel like he sold it and he was, and he, so he could buy like a giant pyramid of cocaine <laughs> to ride to 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 enjoy the end of the world. To ride it out in style. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, they, and that that's another one. I mean, that's that seems like so little money for the Star Wars IP when you consider, like, they've already probably made that money back. Have they though? I think between merchandising and. The various TV shows. And I honestly think and it's the merchandising that's really carrying you through. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I I just don't think it's those movies did make a lot of money, but I don't think they made the amount that Disney wanted them to. Make. Sure. Oh, for sure. But they still made money on those movies. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I just, yeah, I just wonder. 
you know, uh, what, how long it took them to make their money back if they've made their money back. Um, and I would bet, you know, conversely, I don't think Microsoft has made their money back on Bethesda yet, oh, but no. I think they easily will. Yeah. Especially I mean, when you look at how much money big video games make. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you could make the money back in a couple of years, like the price would the price of the sale would have been a lot higher. Yeah, yeah. So, um. but no, once because uh, I would assume they're working on a new Elder Scrolls, right? Oh yeah, I think that's probably what's likely to follow up Starfield. It's just. How far away is it? Well, right. How many, years down, how many years down the line are we here? That's the nice thing about owning a Bethesda, though, is they have a lot of studios. And, you know, in theory, you've got a lot of plates spinning. I don't understand. I mean, I feel like at this point with how much Microsoft owns, they should have like a major release coming out every, you know, quarter or so. Quarter, you would think. Yeah, because it's like, God damn, you bought up like half the fucking video game industry. Where are the games? Why is nothing releasing? You know, and everything doesn't have to be a triple A Starfield either. Well, like spin off some teams to make some smaller projects. I don't want this is the same thing with like, I don't want every movie to be a big Marvel like vomits of cg on the screen i want Mm -hmm. those mid-tier mid-tier comedy what about comedies do they even make comedies anymore i'm genuinely asking i don't know i'm so unplugged from all that shit anymore i mean maybe rom-coms but if it's not something that they're like well if this isn't gonna make a billion dollars then we just don't want to bother with it because we spent so much money on it well, and, and, and maybe some of these big, you know, corporate environments, maybe they're just not good for that type of creativity, or maybe it's hard to get smaller projects approved that aren't going to make like millions and millions of I endless will say, dollars. What always does, though, horror movies. That Five Nights at Freddy movie cost like 15 Nothing. million, 20 million. I think it's made over like 200. Mm-hmm. Last well, time I, I saw. I think it's also like that's a like a well-known IP. Well-known IP, but that's a horror movie thing too. Uh, all, you make a horror movie for yeah. five million dollars. Horror movies make you're fine. Yeah. Horror movies return on investment is, is insane, bonkers. Because you get a bunch of no-name people, nobody gives a fuck about that you don't have to pay, and then it's just. I'm vaguely curious about that movie. Vaguely. I've always been like fascinated by that franchise. I've never played a second of it. I've watched some playthroughs. So I might check that out when it dumps somewhere. And I I think, you know, I was telling you about Vampire Survivors earlier. Yes. And that's a very simple game. Like it's 2D pixel art. You have the character models. You have to design the enemy models. You have to give them some basic AI attack. Oh patterns. sure, there's 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 craft. You inv- there. you, it's like I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a simple game to make or it requires no creativity. But it's like. But you're not also worrying about like breakable weapons or like right. Uh, 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 a giant open world with a bunch of artwork that needs to be done and a bunch right. of texture work and a bunch of intricately combined systems. A bunch of side like, quests. Just a bunch of like... In, like Some things can just do the one thing and be really, really fucking and, good or at something it. Like, or something like a Stardew Valley. I mean, it's like clearly Stardew Valley was a labor of love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one person has been working on it for about a bazillion years at this point. 
but that is not exactly a complicated game um there's a lot to into it you know there's a lot of different systems and it's like but i that's just the type of thing i can't imagine a microsoft spinning off a team of 10 people to say go make a stardew valley right i like can't they, imagine it but they should but they that's what i'm saying they should they absolutely should because you need more of those games everything can't be a triple a like you know, a, a big end of the universe nonsense. I want smaller stuff, quieter stuff. Well, and sometimes a game could be a nice, simple, like five to 10 hour game too. It doesn't need to be a 100 hour bonanza. Right, exactly. Know? And I was, it's like, you know, I, I told you both about the Vampire Survivors knockoff that they tossed into Nikkei for the anniversary, which isn't even monetized anyway. In fact, they're giving you stuff for it for playing it so it's like they're essentially losing money on it and i don't even know if like it's probably that one person who works at shift up just had spare time and, and designed like, this yeah, for fun around with this, right. and then their boss saw it and they were like why don't we just put this into the game right you know let's let's blow it out a little bit and put it into the game it's like they didn't make any money off of that and maybe maybe that's just an example of like you said bob maybe they're just making so much money on nike that mm-hmm. people can just fuck around at work um, and I and again, the I, dream. I would, and I would love to know. Well, I would love to know how many people even work at a shift up, because again, Nikkei is a very simple game. You know, you got like eleven hundred people working on Destiny. It's like I bet you there's less than fifty people who work at Shift Up, and they're probably making way more money than Destiny does. I I would bet you that there's more infrastructure people than developers at Shift Up. Like, just to keep the servers running and yeah. everything? Yeah, because you, you've got a huge install base. You've got... Um, yeah, because if the servers go down, that's a big problem. Right. So, yeah, your creative team probably isn't super big. It's probably all operations who are just keeping things running. Yeah, and I know, I know for example, you know, they have different artists that have designed different characters in Nikkei, mm-hmm. but they're all working, with, working within a design language, of course. Like, sure. every character kind of looks, you know, similar. Like well, they're from look the, like it's from, from the this, universe. Yeah, the same right. thing. You can't have, like, wildly different-looking stuff. It's just there's going to be a um, disconnect then. But stuff like that, it's like, those might not even be people who work there internally in all cases. That might be outsourced. Um, have they... Have they ever had a male Nikkei? No. There are male characters in the game, but no male Nikkeis. Well, they could have a male Nikkei. Could be modeled off of Joey Beatty. I, they, I want that. Just imagine him with with the jacket, no shirt underneath, and it's lightly blowing in the wind with the long hair. I do, often. <laughs> <laughs> I should show you. <laughs> you really, have... you've only gotten to episode two of season three. You never hit episode three. That opening's just for Erica, and it's delightful. No, they they do have some male characters in the game, and some of them, like at the opening of this latest story section, one of them, like you happen to walk into his room when he's got his shirt off, and he's like shredded. Of course, <laughs> it's like so. All the men are designed in a very you know certain way as well. They know what they're doing. Um, but it was funny, like, and I'll have to show you a picture or something in the latest, they did a story, they're doing an event that goes back like a hundred years to like the beginning of the whole war that's going on in the game. And they had this one commander and he just looks like such a stud. 
<laughs> like you have no I don't even know how to describe it Erica you're like where does one get this outfit to look like to look like such a man you know but it's just funny but, I would like uh, to see a photo yeah when you, when um, you can when you could drag one up for me but uh yeah I just I just wonder like I really would wonder how many people work on a game like Nikkei because it's such a it's such a simple game and you know you have like I'm sure there's some amount of people writing the story because that's probably more work than anything i think the two teams that probably are working the hardest on nikkei are the ones that write the story because they do add a lot of story to the game like every two weeks minimum they have a thing or maximum happening. sorry every two weeks there's more story so cool. they're adding story constantly and i think that's one of the reasons the game is so popular is that they're adding so much content all oh, the it's time. got legs right um, but they're reusing a lot of art assets all the time. You know, they don't do voice acting for every single event. The big ones always give voice acting. But because I'm sure that, again, takes a lot of time, especially when you're doing like three, four different languages. I mean, um, and then I think the team that balances the game and creates characters probably has to work pretty hard because you have to creativity like you have to think up new characters and their abilities and their skills but the, and so you need them to be good. This is the funny thing about gotcha games because you need them to be good okay. so people spend money right. to pull on but them. But not too good. But not too good because one, if you come along and power creep all the other characters in the game, then people who spent a lot of money getting those characters are pissed because now you feel like you've invalidated the $1,000 I've spent right. or all the time I've spent accruing, even if you're not spending money, all the time you spent getting the currency to get the really good character, right? But on the other hand, you can't, so you can't make it too weak. You can't make it too strong. It's like, got to keep it right in the middle so we make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's That's got to be actually a tough thing. It's a thing. fine line and, to walk. And once characters are out there, you don't, there's actually like laws in Korea against like selling someone a product like in a gambling game and then like making them bad. So they can't they can't nerf a character once it's out there. So oh, interesting. once they release it into the game, it's there. That's it. Hmm. They can buff it, they can make it better. But they can't but they can't do anything to make it, it worse. Interesting. And uh so that's like another thing too, is because if they there's been a couple characters in Nikkei that were, I think, better than they were intended to be. But once it's Nothing in the game, about it. that's it. Oh, Bob, a very happy N7 day to you. I did you did you see that little teaser video? I did not. It's on, like, you could look it up if you want. There's, like, a 30-second teaser just of someone, like, walking down a hallway and they have an n7 n7 jacket on like it's, in, it's like in engine footage we're doing a we're doing a thing so i don't know we're trying to right the wrongs well the thing is i don't even know well one i know there's a dragon age game in development and that's not even out yet it's so been in development for a long ass even time. if there is a mass effect game it can't be anywhere close to coming out Unless they spun up a whole new team. Because when was Inquisition? That's a long time ago now. Well, yeah, that was like original Xbox or original Xbox One. We sorry. were in, uh, I remember playing that. That was we a were... fun game. Oh, I love the hell out of that. We were in. Um... Or no, wait. Which one am I thinking of? Which, um, how many Dragon Ages has there been? Three? There's been three. Is it Dragon there's Age Origins, 1, Origins two? 2, and then there's Inquisition, right? Was Inquisition the one that had the multiplayer? Maybe. 
I wouldn't know. I don't play multiplayer. The, the multiplayer in that was fun. That's the last one because we were playing that. We were living in uh, uh, the suburban apartment. And you were playing um, Alien Isolation at the same time mm. with headphones on. So I'd be playing in the bedroom and then you'd hear Bob going, Holy no. fucking shit! <laughs> and it was great. Had Tourette's going in the other room. It was wonderful. Uh, I remember. I've seen videos of that game. That game's scary. It was. That is still one of my all-time favorite games. You had a lot of fun with that one. I think what's like the, it's that would be a great use case for VR if I had you know a thousand dollars to throw out the window on a really good VR headset is horror games because that would be yeah. scary as fuck. To yeah, be I do like think that's your, right in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Really feeling getting that immersion. Well, exactly. And you're immersed, right? Because the goggles are like covering your eyes so you can't see anything around you. The and I I have to imagine we've talked about this on the podcast before. That's the podcast. Yes. So therefore it's a good topic. Indeed. Um what is so great about Alien Isolation is it's about I think I think if you if you're trying to get through it fast, you can do it about 18 hours, but I think most people do it in 20 to 22. Um, and it is stressful that entire time. Like, you know, you might not, you, like you're pretty comfortable maybe for the first hour. Um, but once you get that first sense of the alien might be there, um, and then you're waiting like another hour or two until you, you finally do hit the alien. And then once you have the alien, you know, it could be there at any point. Like it is very stressful the entire time. And it was one of the, the, the criticisms I remember reading about it. People were like, man, this is just, this is just too stressful. And I'm like, that's the point. That's the point. Game. Like, that's part of the experience. But that like, might not appeal to everyone. That, no, for but sure. But that's part of our conversation. But, of but you not, don't have to make a game that appeals to not everyone. Not everything has right. to be for everyone. And that game, 1,000% is not for everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, it, 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 you know, even if it wasn't for you, if you played it, like, that experience, I think, is probably a pretty good one as a, a to, to go through of just being like, this is what it's like to be on edge for a prolonged period of time, you know, it's like, because eventually you, like you start in that heightened state and then you kind of, you never really come down, but you get to like a, a steady state where you're, you, you're just able to get a little better, able to focus on what you're trying to, to do to survive. So, I, and I think that's one of the reasons I like that game so much is because it it has it has kind of this real world um, simulation aspect to it that many people will hopefully never experience. Hopefully, you never have to deal with. <laughs> you know, that's that's not a thing you have to deal with. What? That's not a that's not an experience that you have to deal with. Wait, what? I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so hopefully you never have to deal with something like that. And uh, I, I, I don't stop. <laughs> well, I think I, I think I remember reading about that game that 
you really couldn't hide from the alien forever. Like, I think they had it coded where the alien would eventually find you no matter what. No matter how good you were at hiding, it was, like, designed to find you. I think they did a similar thing in Resident Evil 2 Remake with, um, what was the character? Not not Nemesis, but his precursor was, like, Mr. Mr. X. Mr. X would always, like, he wouldn't know. They would designed him in such a way where he wouldn't automatically know where you were, but he would know you're in a general area. So he's always on your ass, even if you he doesn't necessarily know, like, oh, you're in this corner of mm-hmm. this room. But he knows It the knows you're in, like, this, like, general, Part like, 100-foot space sure. or something. Right. And I think they kind of did a similar thing in alien isolation where like you could be the sneakiest motherfucker of all time that alien generally knows you're around yeah yeah it 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 was they did a they did the the ai they built for that alien was was pretty good and you of course see videos of people you know pointing out how it's not perfect ai well of course it's not perfect but it was i thought it was pretty good and especially like if you weren't on the easiest setting um you know you you did have to you did have to learn how you really did have to learn how to play the game and and all the mechanics to get through the game successfully you know there's there are games out there where you can brute force your way through the way you you know whatever you're comfortable with you really can't do that with alien isolation assassin's creed yes (laughs) Hey, you know what Bob was playing the other day? Power Wash Simulator. Oh, yeah? How did you find it? I've heard it's very soothing. It is. It is. It's a gr- I told him like, he was on there for five minutes. I could already hear it in his voice. He was falling asleep. It's a great game to pass out to. It is. I, I mean, it, I'll tell you what. There's so much. You go from, like, cleaning the van, which is, like, <laughs> you know, five, 10 minutes of gaming max just to learn the mechanics to, Oh, Hey, you got to power wash this entire yard. And you're there. You're like, you walk in and you're like, who dropped the atom bomb on this place? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going through it. I'm like, no, I have to finish before I go to bed. 80%. What's going on? Why won't this come clean? <laughs> Well, and then certain, it, you don't see it so much in that level, but as you go on in the game, certain surfaces can't really be cleaned effectively unless you use the most powerful the most powerful nozzle. But the downside of the most powerful nozzle is, is it only hits a tiny little area. Uh-huh. So that's one of the other things is you want to up, you want to spend your money that you're getting from doing the jobs to upgrade your power washer so you can clean more effectively because otherwise you're like, you're going to be like, filling in this coloring book for the rest of your fucking life with like the tiniest little line Mm -hmm. like yeah you'll you'll have ones where there's like it's you're on like a playground you need to get the ladder involved to go up on top of the playground and stuff like that or you know there's like there's all these crazy ass huge levels you have to go into a bathroom Mm. like a bathroom with showers Mm -hmm. disgusting i'm sure but you get to make it perfect I, I did appreciate in that level how you literally had to power wash everything. Like there was there was nothing there except the grass. 
that didn't need to be power washed. Did you have a certain pattern that you like to power wash? Like, do you like to, did you just kind of go around randomly or were you like, I'm going to go object to object or, you know, start on the outside and work my way in? Did you have any sort of pattern? Um, what were your strats? I mean, I went, I, I was like kind of item by item. Well, it's just fun to kind of know how people's brains work. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, because I, I went, because like the way I went through it was like, I go up and down, generally up and down, um, and just keep moving to the side. And then I did, because you have that little button that lets you see what's still dirty. Right. I didn't worry too much about like getting every single aspect of that item before moving on. Well, and that's the other nice thing is when you're cleaning an object, each surface has its own little like thing, like a check mark, a bar exactly. And so you don't need to necessarily get every little tiny speck of dirt. You just need to get like 98% of the surface clean Mm -hmm. and then it'll just finish off the rest. So yeah, you don't. But sometimes there will be like some little fucking tiny spots in a corner that you have to hit from a certain angle or it won't come clean. Yeah. Well, and I did notice that like that even with the button to show stuff, sometimes like you got to like crouch down or like just to a certain distance. Right. Yeah. It was just like I remember like the little kids fire truck thing on there like it kept showing up as not complete. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't see any. And so I just kept hitting it with everything until it finally. Did you have to like lay down and get underneath maybe? That's another thing. You could lay down to yeah. hit different angles. I didn't have to do that there, but. but yeah, I mean, there's like, and it's funny because thank God the game doesn't have like realistic physics or something because, um, you know, like when you're cleaning, Erica, ideally you start up high and work your way down. That yes. way you're not like cleaning a surface twice yes but so you don't have to do that thankfully because like what i like to do is like there's one there's a skate park and i like to do the whole ground first Mm -hmm. as like a starting point and then do like whatever the bars and the handrails or the you know benches or whatever but for some reason i just like to start with the ground I don't know why. Or if I'm cleaning something, I like to do the outside first. Mm-hmm. Like if it's like a wall or something, I like to do the outside because I like the color inside the lines. And then fill in. Yeah. You, how do you feel your brain would work? I don't know. I would have to. I'd probably start from like a certain point and then like slowly like radiate out from there. But I would have to sit down and play. I'm not it, sure. it is so satisfying, though, and I wish power washing magically worked this way in real life, to walk into an environment and, one, not have to bend over the whole time you're using the power washer, which is, like, you know, nice thing number one. Um, but, two, you walk into the environment and it's just black, and then you clean stuff, and magically they all look brand new. That's, that's very nice. <laughs> Did you notice that, Bob, in the in the backyard? Everything was flawless once you cleaned it. I mean, power washing would be a lot more satisfying if it just magically took your stuff back to brand new status. Agreed. Uh, I was chortling a little bit because the internet also let me know it is the third anniversary of Rudy Giuliani's press conference at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. 
Was that the one where it was like right next to a porn shop or something, or the? Porn it might have been down the street from the a porn street. shop, but they definitely thought that they booked the Four Seasons. Right, but it, it was, was definitely a landscaping it was just like a, company. It was just like a parking lot. <laughs> kind of the greatest thing in the history of anything ever. Oh. And those two things uh, got through in uh, Ohio. So abortion rights are enshrined in the Constitution now, and uh, marijuana is legalized. It is funny the stuff that's actually bipartisan. Because you, you would have a lot of people trying to mm-hmm. make you think they're not, but they really are. Because mm-hmm. Ohio, I mean, is you know, fairly conservative. Yeah. You've got some pockets there. I think Columbus is fairly, uh, at least from what we've experienced, fairly blue. Yeah. I mean, they're surprised at how much it was when we were out there. There's, there are advantages to states' rights. And that is, you know, when when you when you when everything is at the federal level, um, you know, the the things people vote on are it it whittles it down. It like it makes it that very A or B choice, right? But once you do take it down to states' rights, well, now you can get something on the ballot as. Um, uh, just an independent referendum mm-hmm. like that's not part of another bill or you're not voting for someone and right it's so really vote solely on this the, topic the issue this issue um looks like virginia decided to accurate too so so oh boy erica nintendo has announced there will be a live action legend of zelda movie oof I don't know about that one. Because who do you get? That's the thing, right? Who do you get? And I know it's going to be like Timothy Chalamet or something horrible like that. But honestly, I have like, and I've been thinking about this for the thousand years that I've been alive. But honestly, who do you get? Well, and here's my question is. Did you know I that didn't... you did know you know this was coming after Mario made But but here's a the thing this is dollars. the thing that Mario movie I mean it's animated Batista is Ganon <laughs> Ooh No Matt Mercer Yeah it's got to be Matt Mercer No, no I Matt like Mercer's got to be Azora <laughs> Is he the um, sexy Zora prince Yes do you have any idea who I'm talking no. about? No. Okay. Can I can I be the little can I be the little Nehru or whatever that follows you around and goes, Hey Navi. Navi. Is that the name? Yeah. Hey. Remember hey, that? That dumbass. shit is so annoying. Listen. Hey. Where <laughs> you're just like, stop. Um I hear you. But no, I think there's what was that Super Mario movie's called? It was just it was just called Super Mario Brothers or what, what was it even Super called? Super Mario Brother movie, wasn't it? Something, yeah, I still I guess. haven't seen it. You watched it, right? You said it was solid. Danny DeVito as the head of the Goron. Fuck yes. Just and get yes. Danny and everything. Whole cast of It's Always Sunny. But I, I mean, just from the trailers I saw, I looked like Illumination did great work to me. So I don't know why you wouldn't just want to do that again. But I'm I mean, so, animated we're busy. movies are expensive to make, I guess. Hey, so we're busy fantasy casting here. Stop <laughs> talking about other shit. <laughs> I am talking about the movie. <laughs> no, I could get into Batista as Ganon. That'd Don't be fun. Do you think for Link they're going to cast some kid? Yes, but you're going to get some Twinkie kid that's going to be like, "This is the most uninspired casting of all time." Charlie Day. 
Michael Sarah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know who's forty gonna... ass year old Michael Sarah is Link. I Hell already, yes. I already know who's gonna play Link. Who you um, got? Who who is the guy? Who is Batman in the latest Batman? Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah, it's gonna be Pattinson. I'd be into that because he'd get all weird. He got weird on the Batman tour, the press tour. I could get into some. He got uh, weird in the hey, Batman. You know, there is music in uh, the Legend of Zelda. Oh, Hans coming in. Cast my man in everything, man. I'll go see it. Oh, it's gonna be Hans. <laughs> oh yeah, Hans, Hans is doing the music for sure. His renditions of like the ocarina tunes. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'd buy that soundtrack. Here's something. I was. I was sitting counting with Izzy uh, the other day, and something... This is related. Something popped into mind, and it goes like this. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He was very pleased with himself. That's the song from uh, the starting town in Ocarina of Time. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Which, which, what story are we doing? Probably something new made up by uh, some screenwriter who thinks he's a fucking genius. I mean, you gotta just keep it honestly. Keep it simple. Well, it's gonna just—it's just gotta be Link has to save. Zelda oh, sure, sure, from sure, sure. Fucking Ganon. Which I'm completely fine with. Like, let's not reinvent the wheel here. But we, we gotta do. Zelda. But we gotta do. But we gotta do New Age. So like, Zelda's gonna actually be like super capable in saving Link. Yeah, I'd watch that too. I'm just saying that's yeah, what's going to happen. That. I'm going to call it that. There's already going. There's going to be a, well, it's a princess. Tim Curry's so old. There, there He'd will be great as Ganon. There will be a Princess Zelda is trans controversy at some point. Was that a thing with this last movie? I'm just saying I th- that is going to happen. Was that a thing? No, but it's going to happen because now anything, anything new coming out. That the, the the crazies will well, find something. Everything's woke. Yeah. Oh, woke nonsense. Yeah, it'll be someone will call it out as woke nonsense, and they'll oh well, this is this is trans bullshit. Hey, speaking of an idiot who called who calls everything woke, did you enjoy that after Microsoft previously pulled Twitter integration off the Xbox in like April? Now Sony is pulling Twitter integration off the PS5. Ooh, that's a bad time. <laughs> Whoops. That's a bad time. Well, maybe when you're allowing PrayerU to spend millions of dollars on your platform spreading anti-trans propaganda, people don't really want to be associated with that. Nonsense. I don't even think Sony gives a shit about that. I think it's, I mean, probably, it's the money. They obviously. probably just raised the right. amount of their charging for API access, and Sony was like, "Fuck this." No. no. Right. I, I do enjoy that he is so delusional um, that he he th- he's putting out into the universe that oh we're gonna we're gonna be doing all of our banking transactions on Twitter. Sure, mm-hmm. I would trust you with that. Yeah, no, I would never do that ever, yeah. ever, ever. Where are you, where are you getting that? Like, I realize you're sad you sold PayPal, man, but like. I was what talking, are you talking about? Like, that doesn't have anything to do with each other. Well, I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and he was talking about, like, and he, he every once in a while he listens to this podcast, and maybe he'll listen to this and be like, well, fuck you, Trev. But, 
Um, he was talking about like he wants to buy a, a Tesla, and I was like, "Look, man, why don't you go try some other electric vehicles from the more reputable manufacturers, where you don't have to like." Pray you caught the Tesla coming off the production line on the right day where it won't have a bunch of problems that you'll have to go get fixed in like a week. Right. Like, why don't you just go like if you want something sweet, go buy a BMW or go buy an Audi like they're comparably priced. And, you know, in a nicer I car. feel a lot more comfortable buying a car from BMW than I do from stupid ass Elon. The Volkswagen ID4. um is a really nice electric car. Uh, and if the only reason we really didn't consider it was because it wasn't going to qualify for the tax credit at all. Uh, I mean, Hyundai makes some nice electric cars. I wish they would, you know, if all the Hyundais could stop getting stolen off the streets, you would probably um, be more willing to buy one. Is it still happening? I believe so. <laughs> I just think if you're buying a Tesla now, you're either an idiot or an asshole, well, I, and I'm I, sorry to Trev's friend who might be listening to the podcast. I don't think it's I don't think it's either of those. Don't I think, do that to yourself. I think most people just don't know that Elon's a clown. I, I like if you're not perpetually online, like we I know are, we're we're like chronically online. So right, we've got that that knowledge. But I feel like most people are just like, oh, Tesla, cool. But also, it's there are a lot more electric cars on the market now, and so it's like you do have a choice. You're not just well, and it's important to remember that um, so there was a really good argument to buy a Tesla, which was the supercharger network. Is it right to buy a Tesla? However, as of earlier this year, both Ford and GM have announced that their cars are going to start using the same standard that Tesla uses, and they are getting supercharger access in partnership with Tesla. So that's not going to be an issue long term you know you'll be able to use the entire supercharger network so yeah i i just i me just me personally i can't speak for anyone else i think you two probably agree i just think there's way too much variance in those cars coming off tesla's production lines and you know when you I'm also just not giving that I it's it's well, that, and then it, 1000%, that I'm also not giving that clown any I'm, I'm just before I even get to Elon being a clown I'm just looking at the product right and yeah. the product just doesn't appeal to me like if again it's like it's it's not the DoorDash thing but it's in that stratosphere where if I buy a BMW mm-hmm. I pretty much know that I'm getting a really nice product yeah unless like I just get the magical lemon but Tesla's like producing a lot of lemons. Well, <laughs> you know? I, I, here's here's just a very good example. Um, since the Cybertruck was announced, an, er, like the first prototype was shown, Ford has started development and pushed out to production the F-150 Lightning. Like, are we talking about the Cybertruck? Yes. And I'd rather have the Lightning any day of the week that's than the Cybertruck. Cyber that's it's so like, ugly. It is hideous. It could be the best car in the world. It's, it's so lo- ugly. And it hasn't shipped. Look at and then, and well, Let's see the, how long have we been talking about this yeah, fucking car. Right? Like, the company can't ship stuff. And, you know, it, it, to, in fairness to them, they have 
really improved their delivery times on the Model 3. But if you can't ship, why why are you going to buy this product? And Tesla's um, customer service has been very poor. Uh, lots of lots of reports of people who have called in for service, haven't been able to get it, have had to really escalate things. Even famous people, such as Glenn Howerton. That have you ever heard that story? No. You, I gotta find the podcast and send it to you. It's hysterical because he's 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 just Dennis, so he's doing the like. Doing the you voice. can see the rage like growing even as he's just thinking about it happening again. But no, that like, oh, I couldn't connect to Wi-Fi, so I can't get into my car. No, that's insane. Yeah, that sounds terrible. That's yeah. unhinged. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I just, for the vast majority of people, your car is not a toy it's not something that you can fuck around with. You need something reliable um, that is going to work. Right. And for you need, you need to get up in the morning, you get in your car, it just fucking works, you get to work, yep. and then when you leave work at the end of the day, it just fucking gets you home and that's it. Right. You don't need anything else added into your day. Nope. Nope. I mean, it, like even... Your regular maintenance needs to be pretty minimal. And, you know, and people who, you know, in it's in it. Here's an it is one of those social justice things of like people who are poor can't can't afford to be poor because all you can afford is shitty used cars that are going to be in the shop all the time. And anyway, that's a that's completely different topic. But um yeah, I just don't see the argument for buying a Tesla. They're more expensive. They're less reliable. The company is shitty. The only thing they have going for it is the supercharger network. And here's the thing. The vast majority of people don't need the superchargers the overwhelming majority of the time. Yeah. you should. You, most people, realistically, are just going to be charging in their home. Right. How like the number of times people are going to be, or you know, the average. I, was, I should find the article I was reading about this, but it's like the number of people who regularly are traveling outside of the range of a of electric cars is so minuscule. And yeah, right. for those people, like for those people, you just shouldn't buy an electric car. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You are the exception. Not uh, yet. When they get the... Because at some point you'll get more chargers across the country, but not, it's not, not yet. It's not just more chargers. It's got to be... Well, bigger battery life, longer battery life. They have faster to charge really charging. Fast. Faster charging. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to pull up to the fucking charging station. There's you're gonna sitting be 20 there 20 spots. Right. And they're going to be yeah. all taken, and then you're going to be mega fucked. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's more work to be done. Not it, it beyond just investing in putting more chargers around, but um, I, and people when they talk, it's funny because I I've brought this topic up with other people before, and instantly everyone like all the people I've ever talked to about it will instantly point to how they have to drive like four hours once every six months. 
rent a car. <laughs> it's like, okay, like that's you're you just don't want the electric car. Which is fine. Which is fine. It's valid. But your argument's bullshit. Right. <laughs> so if you if you're you know, I get it if you're a one car household. It doesn't make sense. It it doesn't make sense or it's a it's a it's a harder harder sell. Harder sell. I mean you could be a one car household and it make it can make complete sense. Depending if, on where you're going and right. You know, if if um So if you live in an apartment or you live in a condo, it's like you gotta where am I charging? Yeah. You know, that can be a little difficult. It's it, buying an EV is not a no brainer. No. Um but I, I it's just something uh, more people should consider when you're going to buy a car and be honest with yourself about whether or not like your insecurities about an EV are founded or not. Because but you got to buy what fits your use case. Yeah. Not like the magical situation that may pop up once a year. Yeah. Cause like you can always rent a car for a day or a trip and there's benefits to renting a car for a trip. Yes, it's more expensive to do that, but it like when we tra- when we drive across the country, I mean, I'm often tempted to rent a car for it because if you break down halfway to Pennsylvania, you call up Enterprise and you say, "What piece of shit did you rent me? Come be- come get me and give me a new car." Tell me that man doesn't look incredible. Oh, no, that's that's such a man. That's such a look. I want to look like that. (laughs) Anyway. Just had to derail you. Yeah, it's okay. I'm used to uh, being interrupted. I didn't interrupt you. And, uh, you know, ignored. It's okay. You're interrupted a lot. You're not fucking ignored. Relax. Who ignores you? Does does your wife ignore you at home, Bob? This is a safe place. (laughs) Bob, you could tell me. Don't worry. It's just the two of us. (laughs) Do you ever feel left out? You know, it was always the best. It was when we went for my, uh, when I'd go, when I was pregnant, he'd come with me to the doctor's appointments. And they'd sit there with him sitting there and they'd ask you the, do you feel safe at home? And I was like, well, even if I didn't, I can't say sitting right here. Should you ever, yeah, shouldn't you ask that like when the other person isn't in the room or something or. (laughs) It was like, no, I feel fine (laughs) doing the blinks. It's like, he's right here. Like, yeah, I'm going to say yes and then get the shit beat out of me when I go home. What are you doing? Right. What are we going to say? Yes. And then what is the nurse going to jump him (laughs) for you? What are you going to do? Does she have like a pocket knife? Back up, buddy. <laughs> like, thank you for asking, I guess. The spirit's there. Who are they casting as Zelda? We didn't find that yet. Mm. Who you got? Margot Robbie. She's in everything. She is in everything. We got Bob. Realistically, My, realistically it's going to be some teenage girl. I was, I was going to say Emily Blunt. No, no she's what? Too old. too old. Because, but she's too old. You're right. In that same vein, she goes Charlize. Oh God. Oh. Um. No. Old, I know. <laughs> old I, Zelda. No, I, I have it. That. I have it. Do you have it? Zendaya. I mean, that's probably who it'll end up oh, being. Oh, but then, then you'll have the people. Woke the nonsense. Chuds, will complain that she's black. Oh, that's 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 great. 
Well, you, mean you should do that anyway, just because pissing off game bros is the greatest thing ever. Game bros? Game bros, yeah. Aren't I a game bro? I wouldn't consider You know, historically, <laughs> Zelda's white, okay? Zelda is a white Anglo-Saxon female <laughs> cis. From Hyrule. <laughs> Those are predominantly white people in this fantasy realm that is made up. <laughs> hey, did you know that uh, a cis is a slur against uh, heterosexual people? I didn't until Elon <laughs> taught me that. He's such a clown. Hey, fuck off. How is he taken seriously anywhere he goes? That's like saying you get offended by getting called being a cracker. Like, yeah, okay, you got me. <laughs> I, By the way, I oh, saw... Oh, God. I saw the uh, Cybertruck in black, and, well, it's still horrendously ugly. It is a minor upgrade over the silver. So if you ever end up with one, get black. Well, the silver is just clown shoes, straight up clown shoes. Well, the whole car is clown shoes. Well, yes. <laughs> I do love that they're like, oh, it's so strong. You can't get through it. Oh, so when you're it inevitably explodes, the fire department won't be able to get you out. Well, awesome. And also, like, what do I need my car to be bulletproof and everything for? I mean, like. <laughs> Nobody's trying to assassinate me. Like. I guess this will be very appealing to the drug dealers. I don't know. <laughs> the core market for uh, the Cybertruck is the Middle East. And South America. And hopefully you're not out on a heist while you run out of battery, you know? Oh, that'd be real fucked. Oh, shit. Can we make it? We're on 3%. (laughs) I need that in a heist movie. The other problem is, is you need, realistically, before you start using the Cybertruck for crimes, you need, like, (laughs) a thousand people to own the Cybertruck in your area. Oh, right, because you're you're the only asshole with the Cybertruck. If you're the only, like, (laughs) it's like like, you and... It's if it's like you and the two other crime bosses that have (laughs) one. It's not going to be hard to narrow down who's committing these crimes. (laughs) Hey, you you guys never watched The Boys, have you? Is that the one with uh, Carl Urban? Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. The show is, it's good. It's good. But there is a standout performance and it's whoever, I don't remember the actor's name, but whoever plays Homelander is like the most sinister evil motherfucker on the planet. That's who should be Ganon. I'm just telling you. Okay. I know that guy. If you saw the performance, you would agree with me. He's so evil every time he's on screen. It's great. It's going to end up being like Chris Pratt or something. Chris oh. Pratt will be Zelda. He'll be Link. Watch. Oh. Wait, hold on. Are, are they going to go? Or is there going to be one Link or will there be a young Link and an older Link? Oh, interesting. I don't know. Are you doing time, Ocarina? Oh, we're, we're time travel mm. shenanigans? I'm into time travel shenanigans. When you watch a time travel movie or TV show, do you just have to accept that it's absurd nonsense and nothing will make sense? Well, what I would say... Is as long as they, if they establish the rules of their show, as long as they follow those rules, even if they are nonsense, I do not care. Okay. It's when we start like breaking the rules. Like when you establish your own rules and then you do not follow them, it's like, why did you bother establishing that then? What was the point of that? Now you're just making me angry. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I enjoy time travel nonsense. Hey, after, I don't know when it started, the TV show's production, but after like at least a decade, I swear. Um, Attack on Titan finally finished. I saw that, yes. There was like a movie, basically. It was like the last episode, but it was an hour and a half, so I would 
you know, call that a short movie. Did the nowadays. manga is the manga still going or did the no manga that end finished as well? that okay. finished like a while year ago. ago or something? Okay, so they didn't um, they didn't have to um, Game of Thrones it and come oh, up with it good. on their own. That's good. Um, more fantasy casting. So <laughs> I've decided that it should be directed by Taika. Link should be played by Daniel Radcliffe, and they should just do something fucking bonkers. That sounds terrible. No, I could get into that. This this is why you're not in charge of any productions. <laughs> I mean, no, this is why we're not in charge of anything, because it would be fun, but it would not be a recognizable Zelda property. I don't want Taika to direct the movie because it'll be too wacky, but if you wanted to play Toad, I think that could work. In uh, Legend of Zelda? Yeah. Yeah. Toad's just there for some reason? Yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> you agree with the thing you just said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Really, you just just be have it be a cameo fest. Like there's all those random people that live in Hyrule that you just everybody should be somebody. Matthew McConaughey's there. Why not? Seth As Matthew Rogan. McConaughey though. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yes. Yeah, just chilling. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Seth, Seth Rogen is there. Seth Rogen's getting everyone fucked up. Yes. Um, Daniel Craig is just some random person he's a fan so he just happened to be on set and so they're like yeah sure you can be in the movie he should be he should be like the carney operating like the the bow uh and arrow game oh okay so you're you're strictly going ocarina of time yeah i listen that's the only zelda game in my mind so i mean you're incorrect jack jack black should be the horse absolutely (laughs) no cg it's just jack black yeah (laughs) Kyle Gass is also there <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> and Dave Grohl would have to be there as well. Uh, think about you get to see a hook shot in live action. That could be fun. It could be cool. Or really badly CG'd. Who knows? Here's the thing. I'm watching this movie either way. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. Because it really was inevitable. I do want to watch the Mario Brothers movie. Why is it gotta be live action though? I I think it would be so much more fun animated. You could do have a lot more like, just I think you could have a lot more fun with it. I think they're like you just this be is, more creative. Yeah, this is like our serious one, and it's set in the most. Oh, we're doing we're doing grimdark Legend of Zelda. I hope not, but you never know with these people. Cyberpunk Zelda. I think that could be cool. Could it? Yes. Okay. You writing that? You're the screenwriter for this project, aren't you? That's why you're defending it. Foolish. <laughs> you're going to trash this movie up. <laughs> I'm just going to ruin think, this. Do you think, like, because, you know, a lot of these screenwriters, like, just like anyone else, you write a lot. You write some great shit, then you write some trash. Sure. Do you think, like, some of that trash gets greenlit, it gets made, and then you go, oh, this is fucking trash. Do you think their friends, like... Who aren't writers, right? Just some general friend of theirs. Do you think they ever go like, hey, uh, Why did you destroy uh, this thing I love? (laughs) This was truly awful. (laughs) Well, I think there's so much happens between here's our, 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 our script draft and then the actual, like, what ends up on the screen. Yeah, so they blame someone else. Oh, yeah. Well, you gotta be able to blame somebody else. That's very important. It's never my fault. Who you got? For so what I'm are you looking at like characters from Ocarina on your phone? Is that what's happening? 
No, not necessarily. Okay. I don't know a single character other than Zelda, Link, and Ganon. I don't so. remember like anybody's. I do remember like the Gorons. I remember the Zoras. Navi. Sure, but Janelle Monet. Yeah, sure. Cram them in. They're fun. Who are the other ones? There's the Zoras. There are the Gorons. Those are those are. Okay, yeah, those are like species. No, 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 but no, 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 I know. You had the fish people, you had the rock people, and then there were the desert ladies. What were the desert ladies' names? Gerudos. The Gerudos. There you go. Mm-hmm. The nonsense you can recall is unfathomable. This is why I should do trivia every week. I would clean the fuck up. Ask me somebody's birthday. I'm like, uh, ask me some dumb nonsense from bullshit no one cares about. I got you. Or let's do Wind Waker and just have Link sit in the boat. Oh, God. Why must you shit on the best Zelda game? <laughs> Don't have to be an asshole I lo- about I, it. I really enjoy Wind Waker. <laughs> You're be a dick about I'm it, glad, I'm glad that I played the version where Link tr- crosses the ocean faster. I didn't mind. It was whatever. Well, Waker. I could have used more sirens in the water. What, you think you're being clever? Mm-hmm. He's a I hated every funny one of guy. <laughs> this I hated guy. Every single one of them. <laughs> look at him. Look how happy he is. Yeah, I know. So He's pleased. real jolly. So pleased with himself. So jolly. I do wonder though, because what game do you base it on? Because Ocarina, obviously, like that's the formative one for us. But I mean, uh, uh, what is it? Tears of the Kingdom, and what was the fucking one before that? Tears of the Kingdom was the latest Breath one. Breath of the Wild. Wild were so wildly popular, and that's what's freshest in everybody's mind. I thought there's this big variation between all the games. I mean, they it's all the, have same the same fucking, fucking thing, story, right? So, and what what's going to be the the formative game of the people writing it? Right. Because who's writing it? Is it people our age? Because if people our age, I would think you'd go in more ocarina personally you know what was wild that i read the other day this is this is true um the four people who designed the original super mario brothers so miyamoto and three other people i'm sorry i don't know your names (laughs) miyamoto took all the press yep those four people all still work at nintendo that's nuts and they all have credits on like every mario game isn't that fucking crazy? That is crazy. I mean, if you want to think about like having consistency, that's a pretty good way to get it. Yep. I'm very excited for uh, Mario you think, RPG. You think when Miyamoto walks in the room, just everyone bows everywhere he goes? Just bow. I would assume so. I would think so. I'm not even being like flippant about that. Like, no, yeah. I'm sure he gets a lot of respect. Yeah. I wonder how much he actually does on like whatever Mario Galaxy. I wonder how much he actually does. I liked that game. That was fun. Is he just there to kind of like hang out and he, you know, maybe keeps the train from going off the tracks? I hope he that he's really... he's got that 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 uh, niche for Maybe himself. he's like the idea guy. Yeah, where he's not really like doing a lot of work, but he's raking in like insane amounts of money. Like, I, I hope that for him. Because he doesn't only work on that. Right. <laughs> um... What was I going to say? No, I heard that latest uh, Mario. I mean, we think we talked about it last time. It's a Mario game. It's going to be good. The 2D one? Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard it was great. And then I may I may have to pick up uh, Mario RPG. It has been a long time since I've played that, and that was a delightful game. Because hmm. you were bashing the animation. 
Well, I really liked the old, like, I like the way the SNES stuff looks. So I'm sure it'll look nice, but I just, there's something really charming about stuff from the SNES. I understand why you have to uh, revamp it because right. no one else thinks that way, but. Well, I, I think it's it's not that. It's that if, if for a high-end project, you're expecting more. Yeah, That's what sure. it is. You're only allowed to do pixel art if it's like a $5 game from some indie studio no one's ever heard of. <laughs> then you can do pixel art. Well, and it's not a port. I'm assuming they're completely like... Oh, no. It looks like it's a complete redo. Yeah. Like they're... Yeah. I'm sure. And yeah, I think the last time I played that was on like my laptop in college. So, I mean, that's that's a long time ago. That's got to be so hard when you're recreating an old game and you're trying to recreate the feel. Yeah. Especially when like, you know, something like a Super Mario RPG, I'm sure that was just made from the ground up. Whereas now it would be like you would make the game in Unreal Engine or something and you would have to try to recreate the feel in a completely different environment. That's got to be difficult. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Bob, I, I actually want to talk about this in the last podcast, but I completely forgot, mm -hmm. Erica, which is the complete shitification of the Internet as it's oh, ongoing. Yeah? Okay, yeah. And... It's, there's always something new, right? Whether it be random, like kind of what you talked about. Some service comes along. I'm thinking of like streaming video, for example. Mm -hmm. You disrupt the market. Right. I'm air quoting. And uh, you provide a better service, right? More accessible, easier to watch what you want. And then once you sign up, everyone, you shitify it. Yes, right. Correct. You add ads. You add you ads. Make the you make interface more really expensive. bad. Yes, slow it down dramatically. I don't know why. Like, basically every streaming service except for maybe Netflix and like Crunchyroll to an extent, but that's not perfect either. Have the shittiest interfaces. Like they all have terrible interfaces for just watching TV shows, or more importantly, for Discovery. Of anything, oh, for yeah, I would. I think Netflix is terrible for and, that and, too. And Microsoft and Sony have the same problem, by the way, on their storefronts. I have no idea what the purpose of the store is on like PlayStation and Xbox because if you want to actually find anything, you always have to search for it. You can like the just discoverability of games is truly awful on every console. It's just mind blowing. It's like what? What is the purpose of this? Shouldn't the purpose be to sell things? Nah. You know, <laughs> like it's just I mean, very want to make money. We're very right. weird. Very right. strange. We've got everybody but, su subscribed to everything. That's how we make our money now. We don't have to worry about all the other shit. But it's the same thing with like you know fucking whatever HBO Max. Sorry, just Max now. Just Max, not Twitter X. Get it right. Pay the um, price. And Hulu. I mean, they all have awful interfaces. I haven't been on Hulu in a while. I keep forgetting that we still have it. Um, it's pretty much the same as it's always been. Yeah, which it is. Which is to say clunky. Yeah, clunky. Um, Max, I remember um, when Our Flag uh, Means Death, the new season, came out, I was like, okay, this is a fairly like popular show that's just premiered today. Where where is it on your main page? Why Shouldn't can't it be like I right in this? front of you? Yeah, yeah, like it premiered today. Where the fuck is it? I had to like dig for it. It was very yeah. annoying. Yeah, when when the last episode of Attack on Titan came out, I opened up Crunchyroll. You know what was right in front of me? Attack on Titan. 
Wow, what an idea. Though even Netflix sometimes, like I'm watching uh, uh, the latest season of The Great British Baking Show is going on, and I'm, I'm watching it actively. And I'll jump on there sometimes, and it's not on my... Like continue well, watching or or your continue watching section has magically moved and it's not where it was before. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting. That happens there, on all the services. I'm like, all right, Netflix. You know what I'm fucking here for? I'm here for the fucking Bard. I'm here for the fucking food show. Yeah, I watch two things. And there's like three things that my daughter watches on this. That should all just be right there always. It's funny though. Some of these services with their recommendations, I notice it the most. I used to notice it on YouTube, but YouTube now, if you have your watch history turned off, they won't serve you recommendations anymore. And they pop up a little message like, oh, you know, to get recommendations, you need to turn on watch history. Like, yeah, and no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, no, I already won. I beat the system. Right. Now I can just watch what I want to watch. Right. I don't have to get all your shitty algorithms yeah. involved. Thanks. Thanks. I'd, thanks for the message. You can leave the message there. It's I don't I don't need the 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 right wing nonsense filtering into the shit I want to watch. Thank and you. And it's and it's so exactly. You watch one video that's even moderately conservative leaning. All of a sudden, that your red, whole there's the red wave. Feed, yes, the red <laughs> wave hits your YouTube, and kaboom! It's all Ben Shapiro. All Those the time. doors in The Shining open it's up, Jordan and you're Peterson just no. and Ben Shapiro and all the rest of them all over your YouTube feed for fucking months, and you have to watch like dog, cat, and fox videos for the next three years. You to like it up. right? You adjust the algorithm. And it's the same thing on Twitch. By the way, of all of them, Twitch has the worst fucking app. You should use it, Erica. You can't even believe how bad it is. I do. That's how I watch Critical Role. But I, because this is what's annoying on the phone. So I'm the like, phone app's okay. The, the app on consoles is horrendous. Like I, the only, literally the only thing that I watch on there is Critical Role. I like can never find it. I always have to search for it. And that makes me insane. Or I have to go into like, okay, I subscribe to this. I have to go in there and then click on that icon. And then that'll take, like, why is that not just right fucking there for me? It's very, very annoying. Well, what I do sometimes is because, you know, we all have an OLED TV and you don't want to leave like, preferably you don't want to leave static images on an OLED TV for extended periods of time. So if I know I'm either between things or I'm going to walk away from the TV, but I don't, I'm too lazy to grab the remote and turn it off. Before I get up, I'll just throw on Twitch and just click on something and just walk off. But what happens is, like, you know, if you click on, like, the most popular sections, like Just Chatting, well, Just Chatting is a lot of the so-called booby streamers. Sure. And you click on one of those. That's your recommendation. That's it. You're done. Forever. <laughs> You're like, ruined. Twitch is so bad about this. It's wild, Erica. If I were to open up my Twitch on Xbox, that's it's all it is. It's like I'll get on there and I'll leave Overwatch running for an hour while I'm not at the TV on like a Twitch on a Twitch stream. That'll be like one of my recommendations. I leave booby streamer running for three minutes. That's like years, that's it. every single recommendation. I'm getting the Korean booby streamers. I'm getting Amaranth. They I'm, go, it's hey, like, I've noticed you like tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so funny. It's just so transparent, you know. 
But it's like just what I was more getting at, though, is I was reading recently and I haven't experienced this personally. So but apparently this is happening to a lot of people. YouTube is apparently aggressively trying to stop ad blockers now. I have seen people talking about this. And again, I haven't had any messages that have popped up on me. Then again, I don't really watch that much YouTube to begin with. But, you know, it's like, look, man. I don't know. I get it. Like, you got to make money. Sure. But it's also not my fault that everyone fucked up the internet with not only ads. Again, I'm okay with you making money, but intrusive borderline malware ads that take years, that cause your web pages to load way slower, that cause the web page to be choppy when you're scrolling through it. Mm -hmm. That's not my fault, man. You guys did that shit. So yeah, of course I'm blocking ads. This isn't like when, remember back in the day, Mm -hmm. back in the day, Bob, when you were young. I Mm -hmm. mean, like you're still young. I'm getting younger every day. But really young. Remember how you might go to an IGN or some random website and maybe there would be like a banner ad. Maybe there's like a banner at the top, banner ad at the bottom. Something on the side, maybe. Maybe there would be a box somewhere in the middle of the article, but not like it is now, man. Oh, no, it's insane. And when it was just that shit, it wasn't like, oh, I got to block ads. But then they started injecting them with a bunch of tracking information. And all of a sudden, every web page you go to takes like three seconds extra time to load. And then you use an app blocker and you're like, holy shit. My internet's really fast when it doesn't have to load like a bunch of bullshit. So we didn't do that, man. That's all I'm saying. We didn't do that. You guys caused this yourselves. Yeah, I, I would say though, if here, no, well, oh, here's just, you ready? You ready, Erica? Here's here's <laughs> the point. Which, I've which, been ready for a while. It's you, been a minute. Now, now, are you going with? Is this big business? This is big business. Or oh, it's not bootlicker. This isn't bootlicker, Bob. This is if, big business. Bob. If you stop watching YouTube because the website, <laughs> the website doesn't work for you, um, Google doesn't lose anything because. Sure. You weren't getting ads, so they weren't making any money off you anyway. <laughs> right, they no, lose you're totally right. They lose nothing by keeping you from watching YouTube. Well, they lose my valuable view. Not really. Think of how I'm inflating the numbers. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you're completely right. You know, they're not. I'm not exactly. They're not going to care if I stop watching because they make the ad the website worse. Um, See, to me, you call this the shitification of the internet. I see it from a different perspective. The, <laughs> the rape of the natural world. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. Capitalism, baby. No, I see it from a different perspective. Because if 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 the if they truly make it, uh, if they do truly get to a point where you cannot block ads or blocking ads becomes so difficult that only the most diehard anti-ad like people are going to do it. Um, what will happen is people who that it will cause people to leave platforms and stop watching stuff. And, um, and that will force these companies to, uh, have to make adjustments to their platforms to win people back. Or the other thing that'll ha- that could happen is that 
people just learn to live with the ads. And I don't have any sympathy for... Here's the thing. I don't want to hear people complain about ads um, if you're still paying for the service. I just have no time for it. You can always not watch it. So, again, my problem, and this isn't, I'm talking about YouTube just to talk about Mm -hmm. it because that's like kind of top of mind. Mm -hmm. My problem isn't necessarily YouTube ads because, again, they're in in the ad world, YouTube's ads are generally not that bad. Mm -hmm. Like, it is just tends to be a lot of nonsense. Mm -hmm. Um, But that being said, you generally get like a five second ad you could skip or something. It's whatever. But there is a problem with ads, and I especially notice it on Twitch. Again, I don't really watch Twitch, but I will throw it up just to have something running on the TV. I'll notice it on Twitch. You'll just click on a stream, and within one second of being on that stream, they'll pop up, no joke, five minutes of ads. Mm -hmm. And one, that tells me they're probably hemorrhaging money, um, and they're trying to make it back somehow. But two, that's just so awful for discoverability Especially because, like, if you go and you are watching something on YouTube, I think you probably tend to fall into certain patterns. You kind of know what you like. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe every once in a while you start down the rabbit hole of recommendations and then you end up, like, five channels away. Okay? Mm-hmm. That happens. But I think generally, like, if I know I'm looking for MKBHD videos or Linus Tech Tips or whatever running thing you watch from 45 different channels, I'm sure. Um, you know what you're looking for and you know you're probably going to like the content. So if they hit you with a five-second or a 30-second ad, that's not really an impediment. Mm-hmm. But if you're going on, say, Twitch and you're just clicking through and you're like, oh, I wanted to watch someone play uh, Remnant 2. I just wanted to see what Remnant 2 was like. And then you click on their Twitch channel and you get nailed with like three, four, five minutes of ads. You're not waiting for that shit. You're just like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Like, that's mm-hmm. brutal for discoverability. Sure. And that's a, I mean, that's a, that's not a short term problem, but that's a long term problem for sure. Yeah. I'd say that's probably um, a bad algorithm on their part to be picking. Well, and it just depends how many people are sitting through that five minutes to watch what they want to watch. Because if enough people are, then it makes sense. Yeah. I'm just, I'm wondering if it's that or they're just losing so much money on the fucking thing that they have to. Because as Elon found out, live streaming video is actually quite difficult, especially (laughs) at mass. And that's the thing with YouTube, right? Is, you know, yeah, they're compressing the video, but still, if you're serving up 4K or 1440p or even 1080p video Mm -hmm. to millions or billions of people at the same time, that's a lot of data and that's a lot of storage yep. and that's not easy. Nope. And Twitch is doing the same thing, but from a live streaming perspective, which is even harder. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man, I don't know how any of these companies are. I think that's the problem, right? I think that's why they're trying to kill ad blocking on YouTube is they're probably losing money on YouTube. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense from, from every perspective. It makes sense to try to prevent people from ad block. Yeah. From, you know, as a business, it really does. I mean, you, there's kind of like 
there becomes a, a calculation you have to do about, you know, how much are, are we trying to stop like five people from ad blocking versus five million? You know, like you're never going to get absolutely every last one, but you're trying to get rid of X, you know, a certain amount of them. Well, and that was the problem. You know, you sent me the thing the other day about um, Google was talking about rolling out some sort of DRM type thing on you uh-huh. on Android at some point. And the problem with YouTube Advanced when they killed that, and I don't know how they stayed alive for so long, but the problem with that was YouTube Advanced was distributing the API. Mm-hmm. And that was always going to be, or the APK, sorry. Mm-hmm. That was always going to be a problem that they were actually distributing the YouTube application. Sure. You know, YouTube Revanced, they're not distributing the, AP, the APK. They're just giving you the code to modify the app. Right. So they're not really doing, they're not doing anything illegal as far as I know. And I was kind of reading about this and, you know, basically the feeling seems to be even if Google rolls out what they're talking about, it wouldn't even affect a YouTube revanced. And I was like, I just, I don't know, man. From, for me, uh, especially when it comes, ads on YouTube are one thing. Ads on website, websites, the way they're implemented, shit up the internet so bad that I'm just never willing to deal with it. It's just they slow down websites too much. Yeah. Well, like do you like when you're using whatever Safari on your phone, I don't know what you use. I mean, it's all Safari technically on an mm-hmm. iPhone. Are you using an ad blocker? Um sometimes, but uh largely I've stopped because what I've what I've been coming to find is that lately uh, websites are getting more sophisticated in how they serve content and a lot of ad blockers I've found um, end up disrupting functionality on the website um, that's core to what you're trying to do and so that's interesting because I really I wonder like what you're seeing that on because I haven't like on the desktop I use Firefox with uBlock Mm-hmm. And on the phone, I use Brave Browser, and I haven't really had any functionality problems. The only time I really have issues is on Brave. I use the built-in dark mode, mm-hmm. so you know that kind of just like you know turns white, gray, or something, right? Mm-hmm. On most websites, um, gray or black, and with some websites that doesn't interact well. Yeah, but. Generally, the only websites I've seemed to notice have problems with ad blockers would be like maybe sometimes with stuff that needs like certain authentications. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, I don't know, I mean, I don't do it on my phone, but if you're doing like banking or something, you probably wouldn't want to use a browser with an ad blocker for that. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. It's like generally I haven't seen websites that have problems with ad blockers that I use anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I it's just I'm kind of at the point where I'm I'm tired of trying to keep up with it and like keep whatever the latest version of ad blocker makes sense. And um, you know, I've tried doing the the blocking at the DNS level, which works really really well, 
until you know it stops working and then suddenly you can't get to anything on the internet anymore and then you have to like update it and this that and the other my i i'm pretty much in the mentality now of if if i if i'm going to a website and the ads annoy me i'm just not going to visit that website anymore because it's not worth it and i'll tell you what my life is better for not go for not spending as much time surfing the internet um on on dumbass shit that i don't need i don't i don't follow the news anymore cuz it's going to the plethora of news sites out there are all fucking annoying from ad perspective and it's all depressing anyways so how i'm much happier not spending any time on ad websites or news web <laughs> yeah ad websites is more accurate um i'll get a little bit of news through reddit um and the ads on reddit at least as of right now are not that bad um, oh that reddit app on android holy shit i used that for one day i almost killed myself <laughs> that's the worst app i've ever seen i think that's kind of amazing because it's not that bad on iphone it holy had- shit boost for reddit with your own um authentication token inserted into it is still working however long it's been Mm -hmm. and the moment that stop stops working i'm out of (laughs) here because i would never use that app i can't that's one of those things bob i can't even believe the app being that bad is acceptable like i uh, how do they let that happen I don't know. Like, maybe no one uses the app on Android, so they just don't care. Maybe. Like, there's like 10 people using it, so it's like, okay, it fucking sucks. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Maybe everyone just uses it on iPhone. I don't know. It's it's so bad. I, I think, though, so many people are just like, oh, well, this is just the way it is now, so I'm just going to have to deal with it. I've noticed that with video games, where, like, there's so many games now that are, like, average to even mediocre that that's become the new standard for a lot of people it's like it's like i've always said you know if you didn't play like call of duty 4 like the gold standard or modern warfare 2 those were like 10 plus years ago right if you never played those and you just played the modern call of duties which are all awful you don't know that's your baseline Mm -hmm. right and if you've been, it's just like with anything, if you're used to all the microtransactions and they've already, you grew up with $20 fucking Witcher skins in Fortnite, that's normal for you. That's the value of a skin in a video game, mm-hmm. right? Now, I think that's fucking ridiculous. Oh, but for, for, for Geralt, yes. Well, sure, of course. There's exceptions. But, I mean, <laughs> Joey Beatty, that would be a $100 skin. Not even, yes, yeah, it's just Joey Beatty. Yeah. <laughs> But that, you're right. That's that's normalized, and for a lot right. of people, they're so used to going websites that are just shitted up with. They're ads used and, to the unshittification. And it's, of the again, internet. it's not even the ad necessarily. It's how much it slows down the loading times. Just that's knowing there's what kills all that me. background tracking happening as well, and it's like, well, you're well, not gonna, you're just gonna take your data and sell it, and yeah. That's another thing is. I never have to deal with any of that, right? Like, I'm not... You know how lots of people have that experience where, like you, you were saying, oh, like, I sent you a couple Nikkei things or 
you your phone heard us talk about Nikkei and all of a sudden they're serving up Nikkei ads on your fucking phone. It was hysterical. I've never had that experience with anything on my phone. And I'm not doing anything special. Like, so I don't know what it's like. I don't know what people are getting up to or what settings are turned on. I just think people just don't either. They don't realize there's a simple way to to not deal with it or they just don't care enough or they're just it's it's that they have bigger things to worry about they have bigger things to worry about that's wow. what it comes down you to see the way you just cut me down like you that did. you just said i'm a fucking loser <laughs> that's what you just said i mean was there another way to interpret i mean that, to be fair i am a loser well i am as well i'm on the just look at this fucking room i am perpetually online perpetually uh-huh. So, yeah, the little, like, n- fiddly shit that would annoy you or I, the average Joe doesn't give a shit about. I'm just saying, when I get on the Reddit app on Android that one time, and literally, I just scroll, and I'm watching the screen tearing from all the frames dropping. Oh, no, that's terrible. That's going to drive anyone that's crazy. That's unacceptable. And, yeah. like... When you load up a website and instead of the website, like show me the ads, I don't care, but just take away all the tracking garbage. Like, because that's what's slowing down. It's not. Well, but that's sl- how they make their money. I know, but it's not slowing me down to load up like a one megabyte image. It's all the crap in the background. And when yep. I can load up a website, like, look, at the end of the day, if you can load up a website in half a second every single time versus three seconds every single time, that's a big difference when you're loading up thousands and thousands of websites. Mm-hmm. I mean, that stacks up really quick. Oh, yeah. It's just like not having ads on a TV show, right? Like, think about how many more TV shows you can watch in the same time period when you eliminate the one-third of it that's ads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so the time stuff adds up, and that's where the value is to me is the time. Mm-hmm. But you got to pay for that. No, I don't. I mean, should I is a different question, but no, I don't. I, I, I the, the 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 shitty thing about all of these things is that people are not willing to pay the amount of money it would take to operate these services with the kind of quality that you want, um, and without ads and without tracking. People well, I, just don't want to pay it. Well, I would argue with the streaming stuff that you are paying for it in that case, and that's why there's no excuse for those apps to be so bad. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. But, I mean, even still, like, the amount of money people pay for a subscription to anything pales in comparison to how much money they make on advertising. Um, that's why oh, yeah. all of these services are now reverting back to the good old cable model of you pay for the um, you pay for the subscription and you get to see ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I mean, once the- that happens, I'm just saying that drives me to piracy because to your point, I am paying for convenience. Yeah, and I'll pay. Crunchyroll, ten dollars a month or whatever, mm-hmm. 
even on months that maybe I don't use it that much, I'll pay them $10 because when a new thing, when the final episode of Attack on Titan comes out, I get to go on Crunchyroll, I load it up, right? boom. If I got on Crunchyroll and all of a sudden in that hour and a half they injected 15 minutes of ads, I'm out of here. But why not just not watch it? Because I want to watch the thing. Okay. But why not just watch it? <laughs> just watch I don't it. want the ads. <laughs> the thing about it is... See, it's... my morale, my morals allow me to go and steal it. But here's the thing. If it was an ad at the beginning and an ad at the end, whatever, I'm still not happy about it. Do you remember? Of course you do, because I was like, fuck this, buy Hulu, whatever, so I don't have to look at these goddamn political ads. When you're injecting ads throughout, that takes you out of it, man. Every it's five annoying. minutes... Because it's like in normal TV, right? And like, you know, when it was just uh, on, on, it wasn't streaming, it was just on the TV. They're, they're structuring the episode f- with ad breaks, right? Yeah. They don't care about that on, on like streaming. When we were watching that uh, episode of uh, It's Always Sunny on Hulu, and It's Always Sunny airs on TV. It's like, put the ads where the ads should be. I'm not crazy about it, but fine. And maybe if you do have ads, can we get a little variety? Do I have to see the same fucking thing over and over and over? Like I, I noticed that one time I was watching, I was watching, um, you know how Cody Rhodes was doing that reality TV yeah. show for like a five episodes or something before it got, that was it. And everyone it was like, was like no one could possibly care. <laughs> but I remember I was watching that on like I think it was the TNT app or something and that had ads just like randomly shot in instead of at the natural ad breaks and I was like this is fucking annoying man like and I watched one episode and I never watched another one on there because it was so annoying like if it's something that airs on TV just stick the ads where the ads would naturally air because they're already building in that space is built in for it but you're just throwing it in every like five minutes with no rhyme or reason that's annoying oh as an offshoot you just reminded me um have you watched that show the bear on hulu i have been yelled at by many many people to watch it i I just i just watched the first season and it's a it's an enjoyable show but you were talking about like stressful stuff that's a very stressful tv show that's what i've heard the whole time there's fucking yelling each other fuck you fuck this yes chef no chef okay chef the whole time chef 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 multiple people in the second season be like watch out for that christmas episode oh boy it's very real um (laughs) and don't uh yeah this will be like uh you don't want to work in any kitchens if they're all like this i'll just say that holy shit oh no i already knew that that's just like yeah no i'm good thanks um but anyways well, back if that on guy's the, gonna be in the um the wrestling thing yeah yeah I, don't, I, don't, I always the forget the actor's it? name but yeah he's gonna be in the um von eric's movie which i'm sure won't be depressing at all yeah that's gonna be a rough sit <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a brutal movie to sit through. well how many did, did how many of them killed themselves with just one i can't remember how many of them killed themselves uh, like intentionally i think one one definitely shot himself uh, one of the others didn't they have like a heart attack? Yeah, that's gonna be. It's gonna be a brutal movie. That's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a rough movie, watch. a rough sit. That's we like to call a that tough, tough watch. That's a one and done. I've watched it once; it's great, and I never seem to see it again. Um, but no, I mean back back on the ad stuff. This is what I'll say, Bob. Um, I I validate all your viewpoints as bootlicker Bob. 
Okay, you're completely right about all of them. I'm just not watching ads, and there's no justification you can come up with to make me watch ads. I'll steal everything. I don't give a shit. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Cool. Yeah. Could you do me a favor? Could you do me a favor, though? One week, I don't know what you're using on desktop or whatever. Try either Firefox or Chrome with uBlock. Don't run any other bullshit. Just uBlock. And on your phone, I don't know how it's going to be on the iPhone, but try Brave Browser. And report back in in a couple weeks. Let me know if there's ads breaking websites. I'm not going to do that, but okay. <laughs> Why won't you do that? Because I don't have time to do, to play around with What? Stuff. That takes two seconds. But, but this, is, this is the thing, Alex. I, I work 40 hours a week. Uh-huh. Plus... I have a daughter. Yeah. I have she a loving wife. <laughs> I'm, I I seriously don't want to spend any time doing shit I don't want to do. So I know it sounds like, okay, this is a five-minute thing, but that five-minute thing could be five minutes spent doing something with Izzy or five minutes taking care of something around the house that I've been meaning to do forever. And this is the reality of why the internet or like these services get away with a lot of the shit is because people are just going to take what they want, what they can get when they can get it because they don't want to, they don't have the energy to put into setting up an ad blocker, no matter how easy it is. They don't want to think about it. They just want to turn on the TV and watch their show. If you don't have ads in your TV show, you've just reclaimed the five minutes to install those things. Boom. Boom. But I, I mean, it's it, it's just <laughs> you and your life. Get the fuck out of here with that. But until there's a new, uh, you know, until there's another escalation in the war, and Google finds a way to block that ad blocker, and then you got to go find another one, and then another one. And how many people don't? How many people wouldn't even know how to do the basic stuff? I'm technologically savvy I can figure it out like a lot of people who wouldn't know you'd say install an ad blocker what, what's that how do oh, I do oh, that oh yeah, yeah you know, you're totally right let those fucking normies suffer I don't care about I don't care about them mm-hmm. I only care about me he's trying to look out for you Bob yeah and you're spitting in his I'm face I'm actually looking out for your spare time uh, of which yes. you have none see it's but it's not because the stuff that I do that if I can't watch it without ads, I just don't consume it. So I don't sp- I'm not wasting time on ads and I'm not wasting time on trying to get rid of ads. Do you have YouTube premium? No. Well, then you're watching ads. I am, but I don't watch YouTube very often. I've seen you on there. Very rarely. Actually, I started, I subscribed to Nebula so that the one channel I really do watch on YouTube, um, I can watch on Nebula without any ads. I saw there was some new app. I haven't tried it out because I don't really have a use for it, but it's called like Gray J or something like that, that I think just like basically grabs the video stream links off um, whatever services, YouTube, Twitch, whatever, Mm -hmm. and then just plays it in its own video player Hmm. on the app. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to. I'm interested to see how it works, actually. <laughs> That's, yeah, interesting. I feel like that could be gotten around by having dynamic streaming links. 
Yeah. So we'll have to see how that works out. But I guess it depends. Again, it's like one of those things like how many people are using it. Right. Right. And right. that's what it probably comes down to with all this stuff. Because YouTube Vance got to sit around forever and then they probably realized, you know, uh, fucking half a million people are using YouTube Vance. Send them the cease and desist. You right. Know? Yeah. It probably gets to a level where they actually get the lawyers involved. But until then, they don't give a shit. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, it, it, I mean, I I disagree with your approach on going to piracy. I would say just, and I've said many times, just stop consuming the media. But to your point. But that doesn't make sense, though, because he likes the media. He still wants to watch the media. I, yeah. if, so why would I, he just I stop? Like, if I like the media and you give me a method of consuming it that's good, I will pay for it. If the method of consuming it is bad, you're not getting my money. I mean, that's it's fair. I would just say, but then watch something else. Go do something else. But I don't want to watch something else. I want to I mean, watch this thing. That's fine. Um, but that—that's. <laughs> I'm just saying. I look. I would. I would say go take up a different hobby. Do something else. Do some. Spend. Spend money somewhere else. That is I can't of value. spend six hours a day running. I'm sorry, Bob. I can't do it. I'll kill I myself. Just, well, I, hey, listen. <laughs> you do what you want to do. I just. I would. I say just. Don't just stop consuming it. Because don't then you're not talking about it, then you're not showing any interest in it. Because if you if you pirate stuff and then you talk to people about it, you're still giving it attention. And I think that's part of the reason why the the clamp down on piracy isn't quite as firm as it could be. But um, regardless of that, to your point that the ad uh, advertising on you know, the internet in general is a problem. And if you, if, if you're, if you get to, you're getting to a point where they're going to have to really figure out how, how to, how to keep people engaged and not switch to other sites, other services, um, when when these ads are too ridiculous now unfortunately there are just a lot of people out here there that are just gonna suck it up and deal with it there are these people there are people who are just straight up addicted to certain twitch streamers and no matter how many ads get thrown in their way god damn it they're gonna watch amaranth every day well and that's not a problem because you can just subscribe to them for five bucks and the ads go away that's not a problem when you already know what you want to watch it's just like if I already know what video game I want to buy, I just go search for it and boom, there it is. If I already know what Twitch stream I want to watch and I know I like to watch fucking Amaranth walk around in a bikini, I'll just pay $5 and the ads go away, mm. right? It's a problem for discoverability. That's mm. the issue. When you serve, it's not like, oh, you watch three minutes of the stream and then they hit you with an ad, which is what I mean. I think that's a better way of handling it. So that way, at least people get a taste before you start slamming them with ads. But when you slam people with a five minute ad before you even watch a second of something, how the fuck do you ever discover anything new? That's a fair point. And uh, I mean, I'll use a video game analogy because I love to do this. You know, I think Overwatch has a problem right now. And that one, of course, it's like an inherently highly competitive game. And not everyone's going to like that. But I think they have a problem right now in that when you play quick play, you tend to just one team just ass stops the other. 
and you go into competitive for a more in theory back and forth experience that is the expectation i suppose and it's been like this for like a year now i feel like that's you know okay i guess for me because i've been playing overwatch for like six fucking years if you're brand new to the game if you just get on overwatch for the first time and your experience of when you get on there is because you have to play quick play for like a hundred games or something before you can can play competitive you get on quick play either you just get stomped or the other team stomps you you never learn anything you never really get to have fun because you're not getting to actually play the game right to me that's a big issue for onboarding people long term and yeah maybe that's not a problem for people that have been playing forever but you know even the people that have been playing for five six years you know they're going to get hit by fucking cars they're going to fall off they're going to play other video games things are going to happen that's going to call the pop that's going to cause the population to dwindle no it happens yeah and well you're turning new people off you're going to yes and you're going to have churn right at the end of the day and so you need to have a game be accessible and this is one of the problems destiny has is they did content vaulting on destiny 2 a while back where they essentially pulled out huge chunks of the game and i think their reasoning was well no one ever plays this shit and they're right you know the original destiny 2 campaign i played it once or twice i never played it again so yes I'm never playing that. And the other 95% of the player base is probably also never playing that. But you know who may play it? New players. A new player. Right. So now you have an onboarding problem where it's like, hold on, I get on the game. Nothing ever makes any fucking sense. What is this story I'm in the at the end of, basically? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, weird. It's so like- really it's really weird massive swaths of story yeah and i also understand it's like hey we don't want the game to be 500 gigabytes sure so like i get that just odd but it's i think you know again if you when you look at a game where suddenly your revenue is plummeting because you're trying to heavily monetize your current player base rather than creating new players to monetize all the time you know, that's a problem. It's the same thing with Nikkei. They're having their one-year anniversary. They're giving away a really strong character just for getting on the game. They're giving away a 100 pulls on the fucking slot machine just for playing the game over the next three weeks. That's how you generate new players. Like, all these gambling games, they know they're based on addiction cycles. <laughs> like, And just like every video game is, basically, that's how they're all designed now. They're designed to addict you and monetize you. Yeah, pretty much. And when you have no like onboarding or the onboarding's really bad, you're going to have a new pr- problem generating new players. And just like with anything else, if your discovery is really bad on a video streaming service, that's going to be a long-term issue. Because, mm-hmm. yes, you may have some people that are just subscribing because they want to watch The Witcher. But maybe also there would be other things they would watch if you would show them to them. Mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, because it's uh, you never know what's on Netflix. I have no yes. idea what's on Netflix. And sometimes you just scroll and scroll and scroll and you realize, oh, that's on there. I want to watch that. But you know what? Maybe most people won't sit there and scroll for five fucking minutes like a lunatic. 
it would be nice if uh, there wasn't like a, 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 a algorithm in place that was a little bit more. Well, and, and don't get me wrong. Useful. I understand, you know, a service like Netflix probably has so many goddamn things on there that they don't want to do this for various reasons. Sure. But one of the things I like about a Crunchyroll is I can go on there and I can say, show me every single thing on this service, A to Z. And then I can add whatever I may want to watch in the future to my watch list. And it's like, that's nice, right. you know, because then I'm not dependent on an algorithm showing me that something's on there or that I happen to, I just so happen to read that so-and-so show has been added to the service or something like that, right. you know. I'm just ranting, of course, but I have my. Certain <laughs> I mean, that's rants. this episode, right? That's, I have that's my certain. Show. I have my certain rants. I could just go on. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> what's What's Friday? What's the joke? I missed the joke. Hopefully, getting a a teaser or a date. Oh, for that, oh, okay. Uh, the end. Yeah, movie. okay. I got it now. So, what else you got? Anything? Let me think. Do I have anything? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to say there hasn't really been anything of interest from, because that Geeked Week started yesterday. And yesterday was Stranger Things Day, but I don't know that they really. Oh, they, well, they, they I think don't we already talked about that. Right. They didn't have anything to show, right? It's like there's nothing. I think the character, some of the characters are showing up in Fortnite. Some of them are in uh, Dead by Daylight. Oh, boy. Is that the game? Yeah. Well, Dead uh, by Daylight makes sense, at least, from a crossover perspective. Shit like that, and it was just kind of like, okay, who could possibly fucking care? But, um, yeah, should be more stuff coming out as the week goes on, so we'll see. Maybe next time we chat, I can shout about anime, yes, here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys will ignore me for the five minutes, and then we'll just go on about our day. Mm-hmm. And it'll no, be lovely. we don't ignore anyone on this podcast. Well, that's not true. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we don't have anything else. This is, was this a short one? Was this a long one? No, I don't it's even two know. and a half hours. Okay, so normal. Typical. Mm-hmm. Right, right around there. Yep. yep. All right. Well. Well, someone's still got to go run. Let's let Bob go run, and hug me, hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>